Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Awakening Universal Minds. My name is Brother Beniti. Uh, we also have Brother Ravana Noon here. We want to welcome everybody to the show. It is Thursday, uh, March 29th, 2018, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, we want to welcome everybody to the show. If you are a new listener, first time listening, uh, we just want to be crystal clear uh, on the subject matter of the show. Hold on one second. Let me make sure i got Brother Lana Noon in here. Uh, Ravana Noon, can you hear me? Yeah, brother, I'm here. All right, we got brother Ravana Noon. Uh, again, if it's your first time uh, tuning into the show, this is a occult slash left-hand path of ancient Egypt, African witchcraft, sorcery, um, metaphysical concepts, alchemy, uh, all those aspects of the occult. These are the topics we talk about and discuss on this show. I want to make that crystal clear. More so if you're a brand-new listener, if somebody recommended you to the show, or you might be familiar with Brother Ravana Noon and myself uh, via some other social media platforms. Um, but if you're brand-new and you just happen to stumble across us, uh, we want to make sure you understand what you're listening to. It's not a religious show. It's not a show dealing with personal faith, belief, opinions. It's a show that deals with the path of self-mastery. That's what the real left-hand path uh, doctrine and information is about. It's as simple as that. Path of self, which is a key word people forget in that equation, self-mastery, where you will get information, you will get uh, a whole bunch of different concepts, uh, ideas, but the objective is for you to put that personal path together yourself. Nobody's going to do it for you. Not myself, not Brother Ramana Noon, uh, not any lecturer or teacher that you listen to on YouTube or any other social media platform. That is not the purpose of why we do this show. Okay, so I want to put that out there. Um, the topics we do discuss on the show, you'll hear us talk about uh, various different topics. You'll also hear us talk about uh, different, um, you know, Masonic orders and esoterical orders such as OTO, etc., uh, being different traditions such as Ifa, uh, you know, Palo, Santeria, etc. Uh, we're not talking about those things from a just a personal opinion viewpoint. Uh, we're discussing them because we actually have experience and been initiated and still belong to some of those things. Um, and we're saying that not to say that it's mandatory to become part of them, uh, but if you really want to learn and understand them, it is important in a certain aspect and level to be initiated in a part of them groups, especially if you want to teach on them. Because one thing we have always pointed out to many people when you're watching a lot of these things now, nowadays in the last 10 to 15 years with social media, uh, it's very easy to get sucked into the fact that, you know, with these YouTube and Facebook scholars, everybody's a, you know, 
a scholar and a master now because they have everything at their fingertips. Um, but we can show and have showed you over these last couple of years how many of them have no clue what the hell they're talking about. Um, so that's the whole point of gaining the experience so you can have your own experience. Uh, so we want to put that out there. And quick announcement, and I'll announce this again later. Uh, our next show, April 12th, uh, we will have Dr. Edward Bruce Bynum will be returning uh, to Awakening Universal Minds. We've had some of you might have caught some of the past shows in the past, a couple of years ago, where we had Dr. Bynum on talking about dark light consciousness, uh, one of many books that he has written. He's written a series of books, uh, that probably being his most popular writing. Um, and just to give you a brief uh, little synopsis of who Dr. Edward Bruce Bynum is, if you don't know who he is, I want to put it out there now because if you uh, didn't tune in to the uh, few times we had him on in the past, uh, I think you'll get a lot out of this. Uh, I would I would suggest. You have two weeks. If you don't have the book, Dark Light Consciousness, in your reading library, I would suggest you get that book. Uh, start going through it. Uh, prepare yourself for, for when he comes on the show for your questions. Um, he gets into the, you know, the essence of a lot of the stuff that we, what we talk about on this show, but more from a he is a he teaches at Boston University. Uh, he is a certified doctor, psychologist, clinical specialist. Uh, has many different degrees uh, um, in that area. He's traveled the world. He's been initiated in many different African traditions. Um, those that know him and are aware of him and, and those that have tuned into the shows we had with him in the past, the man knows his shit. Um, the unique thing that he brings to the table um, that I feel that other other scholars and teachers don't he teaches a lot of these scientific and medical aspects of spirituality and consciousness that I that I've always said from day one is is lacking, quote unquote, in these conscious circles. Um, he teaches about being in a sound mind and body, but really focuses on being in the sound mind. So we're going to pick his brain to get into depth on some of those concepts. The book is very thorough. It goes into tantra. It goes into raising the kundalini. It goes into meditation techniques. It goes into ritualistic aspects and different cultures and traditions. Uh, a very powerful book, good read. Um, so, again, I'm putting that out there now. If you don't have the book, I would suggest you go ahead and get get that book. Start going through it, get your questions together. Now, again, he has a, a bunch of other books out, um, but that book is the book we will mainly be focusing on uh, when Dr. Bynum comes on the show on April 12th. Um, We'll uh, announce it again later. We'll put that email out a little bit early just to get it out there. Uh, you might want to let other people know because uh, when we get a guest like that on, um, it's it's pretty thorough. And especially at the point when we open up the phone where you can ask Dr. Bynum um, some personal questions. Uh, and I think it's good groundwork for those that might want to know where to start. We always get that question, where do I start on this path or where do I start taking on this level of spirituality. And I think this, this will be a great add, you know, or, or, or an assist to those that are looking where to start. And it starts with first getting the mind right and getting the body right and just getting your shit together, you know, and in the best simplistic term that I could put it. All right. So that'll be on April 12th. Um, having said that, I'll bring in brother Ravana Noon real quick. All right. Peace everybody. Brother Ravana Noon. Uh, as brother Benito was saying, we deal with a lot of, the perspective of the left-hand path, this path of self-mastery, is not a path that makes excuses, 
to take responsibility for your success, but more importantly, for your failures as well. You don't blame anyone or anything for your failures. You don't blame people for your choices that you made in life that may have not turned out in the best manner. You take total responsibility, and that is one of the things that I feel is lacking in the conscious community. It's lacking within our melanated people. It's lacking uh, in, in various levels of our existence. We, as a people, tend to blame anything and everything outside of our own self for our own actions and our own choices that we make. On a left-hand path, you take responsibility for that. You don't um, go and find an excuse to fit your delusional mindset just to make yourself feel better. You, you take ownership and you roll with that. You go forward and you create your life according to that. If you're not able to do that, then this may not be the path for you. This is not a path where you escape into uh, psychedelics and drugs and use that as an excuse to find yourself. If you can't find yourself without the aid of a drug, then you might just be weak mentally. And you have to own up to that fact and that reality and say, I need to strengthen my mind instead of seeking all these external substances external people, external things to massage my ego for my failures. You take ownership. If this is too hard, again, this may not be the path for you. I say this at the beginning of every show. Woo! That was loud. I say this this at the beginning of every show for the simple fact that we've been doing this show for, what, four years now? Uh, and yeah, somewhere, somewhere in that area. And we still get emails and different things asking us, asking us, what should I do for my life? See, that's the problem. If you're still asking us what you should do for your life, then that means you are still not taking responsibility for your life. And that means that these shows or these teachings may not have clicked home yet. We can give you suggestions, okay, try this, do this, do that, but it comes a point when you you have to start really saying, what am I missing that I feel I still have to seek the assistance of somebody else for my own situation? That's what we're, the show is basically about challenging yourself, pushing yourself, by using the knowledge, the information that you've learned all your life up to this point, applying it, and then seeing what results come from it so that you know which direction works best for you and which doesn't. Cool to ask questions, oh, what should I do here and there? But eventually you still have to learn, take initiative and say, I have to try these things for myself to really understand if it can work for me or not. So the left-hand path will challenge you, it will push you, and it will make you, if you do the work and go through the process, will make you a better person. If you don't, then 
again, we're back to the same old thing of making excuses and all this other shit. And that's not what this show is all about. It's going to give you methods, techniques, going to certain things, but you still got to do the work. Excellent point. And key was, like you said, we can give you suggestions, ideas, but you know, like Ravana said, we get these emails all the time. Where should I start? I get that email a lot. I mean, I can't tell you how many, probably through the course of a month, I could lose count. What's a good place to start? That's something you got to look within because everybody is unique in the sense that they have different needs. And what better person knows what they need than the individual, you? You understand? So when you're getting suggestions or you're getting ideas, and, and again, this is why we do this show, so it kind of sparks and motivates you and pushes you in the right direction, you got to come to the conclusion of that decision and analyze yourself and say, well, what is it I need to work on? That's what we mean when we say that's the part where the work comes in. We can't tell you, I mean, yeah, we can randomly pick some shit and say, hey, you know, start here and do this. But what if that's not suitable for needed areas in your life where you need work? So when we did shows, or you've heard us say over the last four years about, well, step one, let's, let's start by taking a stock or inventory, you know, with the, of ourselves or what's going on in our lives, areas that we might need improvement. Because how many times have we said, millions of times, that we, you know, we all can sit here and point out all the great things about ourselves, how knowledgeable we are in this and how good we are at that. I mean, anybody can sit here and do that all night. But... When we ask a person the simple question, what's fucked up about you, there's a long pause because the sad thing is most people think there's nothing wrong with them. That's the, fuck, that's the fucked up part in itself. You yeah. understand what I'm saying? So we all have areas that need to be sharpened. So this path is unique in the sense that also you take those quote-unquote what might be a weakness and learn how to utilize that and make it a strength and turn it around. That's how you make a difference and progress on the path. But that's also the starting point. Because if, all right, if, you're, a, if you're a person that does comedic yoga, let's say, or, you're, or you are really skilled at going to deep, uh, you know, transcendental meditation or whatever, you don't need to work on that, right? That's obvious. So we know that's not where you want to start. Maybe visualizations and meditations is an area where you need to work on. If you've got a fucked up temper, maybe you're a shitty parent, maybe you suck at holding on to money. See, we like to go spiritual and spook, and we don't want to start with basic, basic everyday life and reality. See, don't get confused on this path. See, some people want to go, what we say on this path, straight to their subjective and go super spiritual. But their objective or their physical is just jacked up from head to toe. Family life, relationships, money ain't right, uh, you, you know, you, you name it. We've also did some very basic shows a few years back on chakras when we were talking about being grounded in the root chakra. So I would say stuff, Ravana Noon would say stuff, are you grounded in your root chakra? Let's start there. Start with your everyday physical life. What kind of life are you living? Are you li- Look, I'm not saying you've got to be a multimillionaire and, and, and when you go to the bathroom, you're wiping your ass with $100 bills. That's not what I'm saying. But you should be successful. You see, we can't, we can't say we have all this knowledge and wisdom, but we ain't got a pot to piss in. 
See, everybody wants to talk about, you know, how much shit that they know. And as we've said over the years, it, it doesn't impress us what you know. We've heard it all in the last 25 years. You can recite all the comedic stuff you want, all the EFA, you know, stuff that you want, all the, all, all the cultural shit you want. As we said, nowadays with social media, the Internet, you can basically find out anything you want to find out. So that, that doesn't, that's not impressive anymore. And days is over. You know, it's, it's easy to get access to books and rare information nowadays, again, with social media. But how is your everyday life? You should be successful. And, and the other thing that, that kills me, and we had this discussion last Thursday at a drum circle I was at, we weren't all kings and queens in Africa and Egypt. Get that shit out of your yeah, head. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's not. Let's hit. Let, let's hit that topic for a second. Go ahead. Um, people, let me let me share this with you. A stark, harsh reality. <laughs> a, some of the people that were brought here through slavery. I'm not talking about the people that were already here. I'm talking about the people who were actually kidnapped and brought here. Some of them were criminals. Some of them were freely traded by the certain chiefs of certain tribes to get rid of them to cleanse their tribe or their society of what they considered the dangerous, the uh, scrupulous, you understand, the, 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 the criminal mindset, and they ended up here. It's not just white people who immigrated here who had the problem. A lot of, so not, I'm not saying all, but if you check it, some of our ancestors were not kings and queens. As a matter of fact, the, you have a lot who were not desirable people in their tribe or a neighboring tribe. That's how they ended up here, okay? So don't think that in Africa we just loved everybody and everybody got a fair deal and fair shot. That's bullshit. You have people who were fucked up there, and they were brought here too. And then you wonder why some of our people are still fucked up over here. That's because it's in our DNA, and it does come out every so often, causing us to do fucked up things in this time. So if you're walking around thinking, oh, every African was a king. Okay, well, that's a lot of motherfucking kings and queens. That would have to fit, fit, okay, on a continent. And that means you're telling me that every single one of the slaves would, no, motherfucker, some of y'all came from fucked up people. Some of y'all were poor as fuck. Some of y'all were fucking criminals. I'm not talking about you personally, I'm talking about ancestors, your ancestors who were brought here. Some of them were screwed up, okay? So cut that delusional shit out that we're all kings and queens. And then I hear the other one. I hear the other one. Yeah, but if you teach our people to have the mindset of a king or queen, then we can start being a king or queen. No, that's bullshit, too. Let me tell you why that's bullshit. Just because you think you're creating or accepting a mindset of a king or queen does not make your reality change. What the reality is, if your mind still thinks like X, Y, Z that's fucked up, no matter how much somebody calls you a king, it's not going to change what's, what's fucked up inside of you. That's why Benini hit it home. Dr. Bynum hit it home. Some people hit this home. If you don't start at the ground work, the root work, 
You're not, listen, I don't care how many crown chakra fucking rituals, practices, all kinds of shit you're trying to do. You're still fucked up, bro. Sis, whatever you want to call yourselves, you're still fucked up. Because the bottom line is this. Even symbolically, when you're doing a, a, a ifa ritual or you're doing something in voodoo, I mean voodoo or vude or however people want to pronounce it, you still start at the ground. What do I mean by that? Symbolically, in ifa, let's say, or lakumi, you start with alegua. Why? Alegua is the door opener. Duh. It opens the doors to the ancestral realm, the spirit realm, whatever, meaning you still are at the ground level trying to gain access to the ancestral realm, and you don't always get that access because I remember certain rituals that were supposed to happen, and Alegua said, well, I ain't saying he spoke personally. I'm just saying, listen, the shit came out where there's no work going to be done today. Alegua said, you still fucked up. You ain't doing no shit. You ain't doing no shit today. In other words, symbolically, that's like your root chakra speaking outwards and saying, I'm still fucked up. I can't get past this one stuck issue in my root, so I can't get to a higher spiritual realm. And so you work on your basic shit. You can do all the meditations you want. You can do all the kundalini exercises you want. You're still going to still be at that basic level with your fucked up bullshit and calling yourself king, king, queen, and, you know, god, goddess, and all this shit, ain't going to change shit. And I told y'all on my videos in the past, all that goddess shit is a nigga just trying to get your pussy, okay? Because the way he don't, he don't really look at you as no goddess. Get the fuck out of here. I know many of these dudes who call them woman goddesses. They got the woman, they're in a relationship, and they started treating her like shit. Bullshit, motherfucker. That shit is not real. Okay? That's right. Cut that cut that delusional shit out. Oh what? the black woman is goddess. Mm. Oh mitochondrial DNA. Oh woman gave <laughs> used to women used to give birth you, birth to but, kids on their own. But yet there's right. no scientific proof. Get the fuck but out. But you know what's you know what's funny about that? And we've mentioned this on shows a, a while back. I hear all these cats uh, that are on YouTube, all these conscious channels of black women's got, but I don't see any female teachers. I don't see any female lecturers. You see a handful here and there. Not even that. I might even be, I might even be being generous by saying a handful, but where are all the female teachers? Like you, like you said, that's just all, you know, a front, you know, for what we call prepping the female. You understand the black woman is God. First of all, if you really understood knowledge, wisdom, okay, you would really have to put it in perspective. They walk side by side. You can get into all of that. You can get into all of that shit, uh, who, you know, who was here first. You can get into, you know, mitochondria, DNA, carbon, and fossil dating. Look, yeah, all right. But when we, when we, as we get into the gift of set and the genetic code, when we talk about the subjective realm and gender, and you go back into the seven principles of Tahuti, Okay, let's establish what is gender and how does it manifest on all different planes. See, most cats get, people in general, get locked into this false concept of what male and female and what gender is. But let's take it, let's take it even beyond the spectrum of, of our misconceptions of what it is. Because even if we're dealing with it on the physical realm, we know that there are hemorphodites and hemorphodites, people that do have dual sex organs. That's right. 
that's going to put a wrench in the game even more. So now you got to ask yourself, who and what are you? You understand? Ask yourself, what is male and female? And that's just that's just questioning it on the, on the objective or the physical realm. But when we take it beyond that, is there gender when you vibrate and raise your frequency out of this quote unquote physical body, and you and you transcend person, place, and thing, and you go into a state of quantum into fifth dimension and beyond? Is there gender? Now, a, a fool would answer that question being trapped in person, place, or thing. A wise man would know how to discipline themselves and be able to visit that astral plane and come to that conclusion for themselves. See, the problem is we want people to answer shit for us that they can't even answer for themselves. I keep been saying for years, you can't get the answers to those questions being confound to person, place, or thing. And this is why we've done shows on certain spiritual practices and disciplines where one can raise themselves up to the self-realization of that. So if I sat here or Brother Ravana Noon sat here and went into this long spiel of how we, you know, vibrated and astral traveled and we were, we, we, we were in the astral realm and we experienced this and that, and, and, and people go, oh, really? Uh-huh, go-huh, go-huh. And you accepted what we were saying on face value, then we, we are starting another faith and belief system. Yeah. And we've never yeah. done that, and we will never do that. And this is why we encourage you to have your own experience. It's the same thing when people ask them the million-dollar question, what happens to us when we die? I've listened to every philosophical – I've listened to people go into many different ancient Egyptian texts, the opening of the mouth ceremony, the Tibetan Book of the Dead, give their theories and concepts. Well, here's the hard-nosed reality, as I said before. Bottom line is – Nobody knows exactly what happens to them at the time of death, okay? Anybody that tells you they do, they're full of shit. Unless they've died and come back to life and explained in detail and proven it to you, it's just a theory. And that is one of the motivating forces that motivates people to get involved in some level of consciousness or spirituality. That's a reality. People want to know these questions. How did I get here? Where am I going? What's going to happen to me when I'm, when I'm dying? What is my purpose in life? These are, these, are, these are the questions we ask us, and these should be the motivating questions that motivate you to want to be conscious, to, to, for you to want to be aware. But you see, we've got to stop fronting like we have answers to these questions, uh, like we have firsthand proof. Yes, we could, go to, we could quote many different theories and, and ancient, ancient texts, but bottom line is, guess when you're going to find out what that reality is? when you actually face it. So we're not here to give you bullshit and, you know, give you Vaseline and grease you up and, and, and uh, you know, feed you some lube. That's just not what we do here. And this is why it's hard for some people to stomach, you know, what we talk about. And, well, first and foremost, we really don't care because we're not, it's, not, it's not about being liked or loved. You understand? It's about telling the truth, getting the truth out there, and what you do with it, that's your business because – the end of the day, people are going to do what they want to do. You don't fool yourself, you know, and, and Ravana, I'm good. you brought that up earlier, you know, this coming together shit and kings and queens and we're all goddesses. The reason why we brought that up is, again, it's to the original point. If we're all kings and queens, then nobody should be broke. Ain't nobody ever seen a broke-ass king, a broke-ass queen. I got niggas telling me we're kings and queens and they can't even pull $5 out their pocket to buy a sandwich. That's a problem. <laughs> That's a problem. 
if you don't see that as being a problem or a disconnect or some type of imbalancement right there or disharmony, I should say, then there's something wrong with you. Do you understand? Yeah, I let think- me say this. Mm-hmm. Let me say this, too, while on the subject of finances. Please do not give me that rhetoric bullshit, oh, money doesn't matter. Yeah, it does. let me tell you why it doesn't matter. Because you ain't got to it. Broke, to, to, exactly. To a broke mind, a broke individual, it doesn't matter because you never had it. So you don't realize all the things that you can accomplish with finances and what level it can bring your life to. Listen, if you understand the principle of finances, then you understand the principle of spirit. If you understand the principle of spirit, then you would understand the principle of finances. Obviously, you don't. You're just too spooky to realize that they're the both are the same principle. They both work the same way. But you've been taught by some extreme Eastern philosophy, Eastern mysticism, that it is best to be poor, best to be in poverty, best to be broke than to handle your business as a person who's trying to master themselves or has mastered themselves. If you really understood that, that you, you would understand that your finances are a reflection of you. Let me say that again. Your right. finances are a reflection of you. If I have a rich spirit and I really work some real magical occult spiritual shit, then it will reflect in my finances because I have become a magnetic personality, meaning I've learned how to magnetize my life to attract and draw into my life what I need to succeed, not what I want, what I need to succeed. We all have things we want. Do you really need it? That's case by case, individual by individual, has to be determined in their own daily lives. But the things you need, you start to attract that in your life for your growth, for your benefit. If you don't understand that principle and you still think that you can walk around a broke-ass fool, then that's the same mentality of a person who says, all I got to do is meditate. I don't need to exercise. What? Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) All I got to do is meditate. I don't need to exercise. Listen, fool, do you not realize your body is your temple? And if it's your temple, you would take care of it. The reason why you take care of your body is because if you are trying to seek knowledge, wisdom, which leads to a greater understanding and how to apply those principles into your life, then you need to take care of your body so you have the proper time to acquire what you're trying to do or get to empower yourself to a greater level. If you don't understand that, then you just keep stuffing yourself and become immoral beast by the minute and see how far that takes you. You True. understand? True indeed. All these principles work hand in hand. You can't scratch one off a list and say, well, I got the meditation thing down. I'm so spiritual now. I'm just going to walk around and I'm going to be holy and roly. I've seen that. I've been there, done that. That shit don't work. Okay, you can walk around with a mala bead, some dicker bees all day and night, and your ass is going to still be broke. Okay? Exactly. Because and of... Just, because of mm-hmm. Go ahead, bro. No, 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 I'm saying, and just, just because, you know, and again, we're not saying, I want to be crystal clear on two things. We're not saying that we're gauging your overall growth just, just based on the level of money that you have. I want to be clear on that. We're saying 
there should be consistency in what you do. We're more or less talking to people that, you know, we see these same cats we've known over the years. They're not doing anything. You understand? They're still, you know, you got cats literally in 2018 still doing these, you know, nickel and dime side hustles. Okay? We'll make it clear because you'll see people doing the same old thing and there's no consistent success. And then we're talking about unification coming together. How are you going to fight a war, number one, without any money? You need money to fight a war. We've said that a million times. How are you going to change things? See, one thing in conscious circles, there is no economic plans at all. Economics and money just seem not to mix with, you know, black consciousness. And the other problem that you have with that, that, that finds its way in there, at some point along the line, being broke and poor became like this noble thing. Like it's noble to be broke and poor, like there's some great reward waiting for you down the road. To me, that's no different than that religious bullshit they fed us and spooked us out with, like, okay, it's poor to live in the, in the you know, living in the ghetto, being poor, not having shit, but, you know, sweet Jesus is going to swipe you away one day and you're going to go to paradise and heaven and it's all going to be okay. We, we tend to take that approach subconsciously in certain spiritual circles, and I said subconsciously because we're not conscious of it. And you run into so many people, and this is why we're saying this, why I want to make it clear, where we, it's just it's, it's, it's sad in 2018 where we think economics and money is, is, is not an issue because you can come with all the spiritual mumble joe, be in the world, but not of it, but you need motherfucking money to eat. You need money to buy a damn house. So you're not being practical. See, the problem is, and Dr. Bynum, when he, when he comes on in two weeks, there's a section in his book where he talks about um, taking the information from back then and updating it to 2018. Let me say that shit again. We, we have another disease amongst people. And everything we're talking about, which we're going to roll into before we get sidetracked, deals with the isolated consciousness of set or the gift of set and how it's genetically encoded in our DNA and racial memory. All ties in the set. We're going to get into that in a minute. Believe me, we haven't forgotten, but sometimes the, the, the subject matter will steer you. The energy takes you in another direction. But Dr. Bynum talked about, we could have all this knowledge on ancient Egypt. And, and by the way, not everybody's from ancient Egypt. I don't care if you identify with it and you like it and you put on big-ass onks and you say hotep. That does not mean genetically you are connected solely yeah, to Egypt. Most, that's a whole other story. Yeah, concept. That's yep. <laughs> a big spooky-ass concept. But Dr. Bynum talks about how do we take that knowledge and update it? Because we can't live in the past. That culture... After that particular time period, it's finished because there's a lot of those concepts back then that are outdated. See, we like to stand around in circles and talk about how great we used to be. See, I'm not on that shit. I don't want to sit there and sit in circles anymore and talk about how great we used to be. How great can we become now in 2018? Then on now, I'm saying you hear crickets and shit. See, that's the, that's the crutch. Like we were saying in the introduction, there's no excuses when you study this path, you don't make excuses. You take responsibility for your failures. You take responsibility for your successes, okay? We don't give them to anybody else. It's a different day and time. Until we start taking ownership and responsibility, and there's what we say, we're God, right? We're goddess, right? Whatever term you want to use, float your boat, king, queen, whatever you need to get you through the night. Well, start acting like it. Start showing and proving it by way of your actions. Just because you walk around saying you're a god or you're a goddess or you're this, you're a king or a queen, that don't mean shit. But does your actions state it other than talk? We're not talking about what you're professing out your mouth. 
right? The word professor comes from the word profess. You profess to know some shit. We got a lot of professors in the conscious community. That's exactly what they are, professors. They profess to know shit, but they really don't know nothing. All they're doing is giving historical lessons. I don't, I don't, I don't sit there and watch YouTube videos for two, three hours where you're talking about the dynasties in ancient Egypt or who, you know, the, the black Hebrew Israelites in ancient Egypt. and Khmer. Who gives a shit? Because in 2018, that ain't going to do shit for me. Because at the end of the I day... Read, I can read that in a book, too. I can exactly. find that in a book. Exactly. Pointless. It, it, it don't even make sense in this day and time. The sad thing about it is we still got our people that believe in that bullshit. That's the sad thing. To, be, to believe in that... <laughs> To believe in that Hebrew Israelite shit in 2018 is it's pretty sad. But anyway, let's get into, because a lot of the things we just talked about uh, are going to time. what is the gift of set, right? We've, we've talked about uh, set, or, you know, some, some will refer to them in the Greek terminology, which is incorrect, so took. Um, they refer to, he, he's been demonized, this particular archetype of deity, uh, the concept of what set represents. You'll hear in a lot of conscious circles, um, as we mentioned before, uh, some people will be so ignorant to go even as far as to equate set with the devil, which shows that they have a religious mindset because if you really knew your history and went back to the 21st, 22nd dynasty prior, you would know the origin of the Setian or set cult. You would know what set really represented, one of the highest deities in ancient Egypt that dealt with the afterlife and the underworld after that got flip-flopped during the Osirian era. That's a whole nother story. Um, but the ignorant will get into this whole Jesus religious shit where, you know, Horus represents, that's really Jesus. And that's the real Jesus story. See that that's a spell in itself because here we are again, claiming we're separating and distant ourselves from religious theology, but we get sucked right back in. Okay. Set, when you go back and do the research, as we said before, or the gift of set, what we call the black flame or, or the isolated consciousness with nonconformist in nature, this is encoded in our DNA. It is, it is naturally encoded in our DNA to not conform, to not go along with the norm. We do it. Consciously, and we do it unconsciously. What, what does that mean? Anytime you disagree with something, at any point, anytime, you're, you're, you're taking on a set mindset. And even in the word mind, you have the word set at the end of it. We'll play phonetics too with the words. Anytime you make an objection to something, you're taking a set mindset. Nonconformist. But here's the funny thing I find. People will do it when they want to express themselves because they're in disagreement with something, but then they'll be quick to point somebody out that doesn't agree with them. I'll say that again. Mm-hmm. Then they'll point somebody out who doesn't, who doesn't agree with them. And see, this is where it gets twisted and it gets messed up. See, this, see, the illusion is we think this is about right and wrong, agreeing and disagreeing. It has nothing to do with either. Okay. When you understand perception and how perception ties into truth, you are fooling yourself if you ever think there's a day we're all going to wake up and everybody's going to be agreeing on the same thing and we're all going to be living in unity and holding hands and skipping somewhere in, in some open field in Africa. You're fooling yourself. It's never going to happen. I'll bet, I'll bet I'll put my life on it. It will never happen. One, we are tribal by nature, as we said a million times. 
You get a bunch of melanated people in the same room, the reason why disagreements happen, tempers flare sometimes, attitudes, objections, is because there's warring tribal blood in that same room. It comes to the surface of the genetics. So we attack the problem wrong with this false illusion of unity when we should be finding a way to make it work because we will never all get along. That's just not a reality. I don't give a fuck. Yep. Who agrees with it? It's just not a reality. It's not going to happen. You can go watch Black Panther and sing Wakanda songs all, all the fuck you want. Reality is you're back, to square, <laughs> you're back to square one. We're tribal by nature, okay? We're not all from Egypt. Get that out, get that, that out of your mind, okay? That's the illusion. And this, this whole comedic thing has now become a religion. It's become a, a, a big religion now. Okay, so do you have anything you want to add that, bro, before we go yeah, um, um, move on? The whole, non, the whole nonconformity thing. Yes. Uh, people really check this. Uh, just because you say, okay, I'm not, I'm not a nonconformist, you have to really analyze when you make that statement. For example, you'll have some people that think they're not conforming to society, They'll get a bunch of piercings and, you know, all this shit, right? And, I, and, and so I may ask them, I say, well, okay, why'd you do that? You know, you know I, I'm my own person. I'm unique. You know, I don't conform to society. But then I look and there's a thousand other motherfuckers doing the same shit you are. So how much, listen, every time you think you're not conforming to something, you usually have to really analyze that because you are not the only one that may be doing that. There's thousands of people who have that same idea. Nonconformity is not an external display. And I've noticed that a lot of people think that their nonconformity is an external display. How many tattoos can I get? How many piercings can I get? You understand? It's always these things that they think adorn, they adorn their body with markings or, you know, with, and yeah, that's what you like. That's your choice. I'm not judging that shit. Okay? Some people look good in it. Some look like disastrous fucking dogs. So, I mean, that's just a personal personal reality, but you understand, you, you that's not what the essence of nonconformity is. Because I've heard people say this to, to me when I say that to them. I say, okay, well, see, in the left-hand path, we don't conform to the standards of society. Yeah, but I'm not. Yeah, but you're doing it, and a thousand other people are doing it too. You still conform some way, somehow to a subgroup, a larger group or something. You're still trying to fit into something. Nonconformity is a state of mind, meaning you analyze yourself. Right. It's not you analyze your be- you you analyze your behaviors, your actions, and see if they're still some way somehow bending, curving, or trying to fit into some moral of society, some cultural morals you were tra- taught, or something like that. I'm not saying that all those things are bad. Some some morals just across the board make sense, common sense. The problem is a lot of people don't have common sense, okay? But morality is a personal choice. It's not a society choice. If you choose to accept certain ones, that's fine. But what I'm saying, it's a, met, it's a state of mind where you don't feel the need to have to fit into someone, somebody, some group, some idea, some this or that. It is a mental thing. 
where yep. you analyze and check yourself every day. Are you still conformed? Are you still programmed? Are you still doing these things? And you question yourself every day. People have heard of that old saying before. Check, check and question everybody. But they never seem to question themselves, too. They're so quick to question somebody else, but they don't question themselves which is the first and most important part of questioning is to question yourself. Question what you believe. Question what you accept as to be true or not true. Question all these things and ask yourself, why do you accept this to be true and why do you accept this not to be true? And what I've noticed is that people have more difficulty questioning themselves than questioning somebody else. See, because when you start questioning yourself, you start unveiling your own bullshit, which tends to be more difficult because as Benini said earlier when the show really first started, I don't know how many of y'all caught it, but he said earlier that we, a lot of people tend to think they have no problems. No. They have no, they have no issues. Look, motherfucker, that's the, that's the furthest from the truth. Most people, if you're living today, walking, breathing, et cetera, interacting with others, have some form or level of issue. If you don't, why the fuck are you still here? Why are you still needing to survive if you got this all figured out and your shit don't stink and you think you're just some super supreme, spiritual, elevated guru master? Why are you still here? Exactly. And I'll... And, and I'll even question, and I'll even make a further statement. Even your guru who taught you has issues and problems. That's why he or she is still here. Don't think just because they walk around with this aura of holiness and purity that they don't got it all figured out. I mean, they have issues too. You just may not know because they cannot let it be known to the student. But they have issues. Trust myself, right. Br- brother Benini, know from the inside. The motherfuckers right. who claim to be the holiest and the most guru actually have more motherfucking up. problems. Yep. That's right. They have more problems than the average person. So conformance, right. not nonconformity is a state of mind. It's not an external action. Sure, indeed. And that's a good point. And like we, 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 we've also <laughs> we've also touched on this with, with that whole concept, you know, being the world and not of it and you know, all this stuff like where people avoid dealing with reality and, and, and not dealing with the issues. And again, like I said earlier, it can go back to something so basic as maybe you're not a good parent. You might think you are. Maybe you got a bad temper. You don't know how to control your emotions and your anger. Uh, maybe, again, you're terrible with managing money. And you seem to always get yourself in a horrible situation when it comes to large amounts of money. I, I mean, I'm going to start with something so simple and basic. To help people understand, for the fact it should spark now in your mind, you know what, I do got some issues. Maybe you're insecure when it comes to relationships. Maybe you don't trust your partner because maybe you came through a line of bad relationships, man or woman. Maybe you got trust issues. Maybe you got controlling issues as a man because you're insecure, but you use spirituality and consciousness to cover it. You know, you play that, I'm the black man and you're my queen. But really, you use it as a system of control because you're insecure and you're afraid of your woman branching off and going somewhere else. I hope this is yeah. rising to the surface now. You got some issues. And shit, come on, let's be, be real. 
it goes both ways. So I tell people that come with this, uh, you know, spiritual uh, ridiculousness with to be in the world, not of the world. I say, just kill yourself then. If you're going to some higher spiritual world that's greater than this, then why are you here? Why waste time? If you're going to sit here and lecture me on not being in the world this next, just kill yourself. Get, get, get to your higher spiritual plan and destination quicker because that's a bunch of bullshit. You live on, see, being grounded in the root chakra, like we said earlier, right? Everybody talks about their crown chakra, you know, and their, and their third eye and their pineal gland is activated, right? Well, first of all, bottom line is this. If your pineal gland is activated, there should be harmony that coexists in every area of your life whether it's spirituality, health, finances, uh, family relationships. I'm just giving you a couple of quick ones. There should be that interconnected harmony. Again, I'm not saying you have to be a millionaire. I'm not saying that everything in your life and your relationships and everything has to be perfect, but there should be that consistent harmony that branches from one area of your life into the next. That's how you know your pineal gland, your third eye is open and you're awake. That's how you know you, you start to receive spiritual impressions when you vibrate at a higher frequency. You become less dense, less dense in the, th- in the sense that all of those physical things, such as your emotions, your, your jealousies, your shortcomings and insecurities are not weighing you down no more. So you can now receive the messages. This is the great gift to set, the black flame. We call it neuromelanin, right, in the conscious community. Dr. Edward Bruce Byam is going to come on in two weeks and break that whole thing down. That neuromelanin that starts its origin in your brain links you in to everything that we're talking about in the multiverses, not just the universes. There's many universes. It connects you to all consciousness, the fabric and the existence of everything that exists. That's what the great gift is, and it's genetically encoded in our DNA. We just forgot how to tap into it. And how we forgot how to tap into it is we go and veer off into all these dogmas and philosophies and cultures. I'm, I'm strictly comedic. I'm strictly Ifa Santeria. I'm strictly a Mason or I'm strictly a black Hebrew Israelite. So now we've disconnected ourselves from that genetic code. Our genetic memory is now, what's connected to us naturally genetically has now been cut off because when you exclusively classify yourself as something, and I did a, I did a video on this a while back, stop classifying yourself. When you succumb to one specific ideology, religion, belief, spiritual system, you cut off your connection or your creativity. You are now locked out. So you don't walk around saying I'm this and that. And you know why most people do that? It's insecurity because they can't function without being able to identify with something. That's the conformist. The isolated consciousness or the gift of set is completely opposite of that. And uh, someone who has a set mindset does not conform to anything or anybody. And if you are an individual that needs to belong to a Mickey Mouse club or a group where there's one particular leader and that leader, he or she knows everything and they're connected to some higher beings or extraterrestrials or whatever, then you're even more fucked up than the leader. Okay. Because the only person that's going to be able to bring salvation or sovereignty to yourself is yourself. Okay. What is real sovereignty? I ain't talking about Moorish sovereignty. That's a whole nother, that's a whole nother show. For a whole, <laughs> I'm talking about spiritual sovereignty. How are you really free spiritually? How, can you really say you are not bound 
by the, the spiritual and mental slavery that's been inflicted upon us since the very beginning when we came out of our mother's womb. Can you say you're 100% free from that bondage? Because that mental and spiritual slavery is 10 times worse than the physical slavery. We all want to see yeah. talk about post-mortem slavery and all that shit, right? But we don't talk about the mental and the spiritual part of it enough and how it still affects us today. Even if we're, even if we're hiding in these cultural groups, right? You, again, you could put on cultural attire and take on African and Egyptian names, but is that being done to mask a certain insecurity within yourself? I say, brother. I say, brother. I say, brother. Lafayette, Hotep, brother. Assalamu alaikum, yeah. ham and bacon, brother. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is the, these are the questions we have to ask ourselves because there's unfortunate. And again, we're not saying all. I've met a lot of great people over the years in these in these conscious circles. I met a lot of great elders, male and female, over the years. And, and and again, I'm not putting everybody in that category, but there's a lot more that are in that category. And we're saying this, myself and brother Ramanu, because we used to be one of them. And we came to the self-realization that, look, we're fooling ourselves. We're playing African. We're playing Egyptian. You understand? Where the reality is, now you've got to stand on your own two feet and take responsibility and move in the direction, what plan can I put in place to bring about that self-change? Because the unity can't come until the change within self starts first. See, we want to unify everybody, but we're not right ourselves. Well, how can, if self isn't right, how are you going to gather people if self isn't right. That's just not a reality. You understand? We're trying to unite a mindset of people that are all over the fucking place. We're the only people on the planet, when I say melanated blacks, Latinos, Asians, and all the other ethnicities that tie into it, that we have, we, 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 we absorb everybody else's cultures and religions. And when you look at quote-unquote Europeans or white folks, or even the Jews, for an example, you take white Jews, no matter how much disagreements they have amongst themselves, no matter how much some of them can't stand each other, they keep the money and they keep everything amongst themselves. We don't, we don't know how to do that. So how are you going to do that if you don't have an economic plan, number one? Number two, everybody's mindset is all fucked up all over the place. And here we are in 2018 still having debates about black Hebrew Israelites and the committed community, and I'm a, I'm a Muslim, and I'm this and I'm that. It's, it's just like straight up comical it's like a certain I mean, mm-hmm. let me add on to that um those are like really strong points and the reason i say this is because one thing that i realized being on this path personally myself is that when you're on this path you never get stuck in any one system methodology technique tradition spiritual school whatever the fuck you want to call it as a person traveling this path, you realize that anything and everything is open game for you to utilize in your growth. Meaning, if I go into, let's say, voodoo, I'm not, or voodoo, I'm not going into that shit because I want to be down, I want to be a hogan, I want to be initiated, I want to be anything. I see the certain techniques or or aspects that I can use for my personal growth, and I leave the rest of that shit out of there. I throw the rest of that shit that is religified, that is just like being in any other religion, and I get rid of it, and I use what I see I, my spirit resonates with and I need for my growth. I don't get stuck there. I don't seek to just become one thing 
I seek to master all these things because anything you see that you resonate with can help you grow. That's right. The problem is the problem is that people always feel they have to belong to one thing. Again, that's back to conformity. I don't care if it's African traditions. It's still back to conformity. What, I, what I'm trying to really get across here is that you don't have to be Ifa, okay? You don't have to be Lakun. You don't have to be Palo. You don't have to be Voodoo. You don't have to be any of these things on the left-hand path. You can use all of those things on a left-hand path that can help benefit in your growth. Because the minute you choose to just be one of those things, you're back under control, systematic control, manipulation of who and what you are. Because now you're answering to a Babalao, you're answering to a Hogan, you're answering to a Mambo, you're answering to Mm -hmm. a Santero, Santera, you're always answering to somebody. Back to externalizing your life, back to giving your power over to somebody else, and allowing somebody else to dictate or control things in your personal life. That is not what a person on the left hand Mm -hmm. path does. A real person understands that genetic code, understands that set, the gift of set, to be an individuated consciousness is to determine your own rulership over your own life. That's right. You determine, you determine, I'm going to see this movie, not because X, Y, and Z and every conscious coon on the planet told me to go see it, or because I'm crossing my arms over and saying Wakanda forever. I go, I go, I go to see it because from my own eye, from my own mind and my own eye, I'm trying to see it for myself and trying to see what's being done and why this movie is being utilized to still control the masses of people. Yeah. You understand? <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's, the, that's the gift of set, is the individuated consciousness to be able to decipher those kind of things and say, I can see the brainwashing still in effect. I can see the systematic control still in effect. Even if, listen closely, people, even if by me speaking out, I'm the bad guy. Uh Even if I'm not liked. Even if you don't agree with me, I'm still going to speak from what I see from my individuality consciousness, my experiences and my studies, and put it all together and just throw it out there and whoever understands it is all good. Whoever sees it from their own eye, their own mind, that's good. But I don't care if you like me, if you agree with me, if you want to sing, dance, do the salsa together, that shit is irrelevant to me. The reason why is because in you, when you stand as an individuated conscious, you stand as a mason or as a five, would say, on my own square, Mm-hmm. I'm not, it's my own square balanced by my 45 degree to 90 degree angle where I'm able to add onto those 90 degrees to create 360 degrees or I can chop it down to one angle or more and utilize in building my own temple, 
my own mind to create my own temple how I see fit. Mm-hmm. If you feel that you still need to, oh, Brother Ravana Noon, um, brother, can you tell me how this mantra works and should I use it? And if I respond back to you and say, use whatever mantra resonates with you, I hope you understand why I do that. It's not that I don't want to give you an answer. It's that I don't want to give you an answer you want me to give you about what you should be doing. It's that I want you to figure out the answer for yourself about what you should be doing. So when I respond like that, I'm saying, you the God, you the master over your own life, regardless of what I say, you still got to roll with what you feel. I can't dictate that for you. That's being the gift of set, utilizing that part of yourself, that neuromelanin that helps pick up vibrations and frequencies from spirit and matter harmonizing into one aspect to be able to hear the messages from within yourself that is activated through your DNA connecting to the ancestral uh, current or the death current to be able to decipher your own voice from the ancestral voices or your spirits and put together the best power move available for you. That's what your neuromelanin is for, to be able to pick up the frequencies and vibrations before shit even happens, meaning you learn as a master over yourself how to be before cause and effect. What does that mean? Simple. Before you take action, determine what a cause can be and the effect of you taking action, what would turn out. Look at all the possibilities. Understand? I'll give you an example. I'm going to get real controversial here. Let's say it's a man or a woman, and they're determining if they should cheat on her. (laughs) They're determining if they should cheat on somebody. Now, that's all good. People do it all the time. I'm not judging you or not because I don't give a fuck. That's your own personal life. But the point is, before you take that action, did you really analyze the effect of that action? Did you analyze how that caused, meaning what you did, can have an effect? And if you're good with that and you're a master and you can control the the consequences that roll with that, then you are more an individuated consciousness and more in control of your life than you think, regardless of what society judges the act as, regardless of what friends or family may judge your act or your action as, it's you determining your life to take control for what you see you need or what you want. I'm not here to determine that. You have to determine that. You have to take the right call, the, the, the action, and see what comes out of it. The problem is, you really want to hear what the problem is? Most of us cannot use the power, the gift of that neuromelanin to even determine the vibrations or frequencies of a cause or action before we even do it. We just, like, do it instinctually like a bunch of animals, and then right. after, afterwards we're, we're all upset because so much drama came out of it. You should have determined that shit before by using your gift, your right. power, your ability. And that's, and, 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 and that's the part when we've talked about in the past. You, you actually tied into the racial memory thing. When, you, when we're dealing with the ancestral aspect, I want to go back to that in a, in a little bit, the racial memory. But what you're talking about now, we've, we've said this a million times, you mentioned being proactive, not being able, quote-unquote, to reason it out. And see, we, even though we were joking earlier about the whole 
the whole Black Panther thing. One, I'm glad that shit's starting to because that shit was fucking nauseating. Um, it's so easy how somebody who can claim to be conscious and spiritual can get so easily wrapped up into something so so petty and stupid. Okay, and what I mean by petty and stupid, we we talked about on a show a few uh, not too long ago. I guess whenever that shit came out. Uh, how with the climate that's going on right now in the world? We, you know, everybody's up in arms about Trump being a nutcase, and he is a nutcase. Uh, with all the shit that's going on, they released the movie during Black History Month. How easy it is them to feed off of people's emotions, and I'm talking about quote-unquote spiritually conscious people. I ain't talking about non-conscious people. I'm talking about people who are spiritually conscious, got so fucking sucked into that. I remember people, you know, people going... <laughs> going to the movie wearing dashikis and banging the drums. And I posed a question to one fool, so the, you needed this movie for you to identify with your spirituality? And, again, you start hearing crickets. Now, we bring that up into the proactive and reactive thing that we were just talking about. This is the number one thing where you, can, like, you can't determine because they've, they've instilled and programmed in us to be reactive, not proactive. See, the average person is a reactive person. They react. They don't analyze things. They don't put it into perspective. They don't reason it out. They don't, like you say, the cause and effect, they don't do those equations. They just tend to react off a of raw emotion. Quote, unquote, the powers that be, if you want to call it be devil, whatever you need to get you through the night that makes you feel good, the powers that be know how to feed upon that force and that energy. And it's so simple how a movie can just sidetrack people. It was like an experiment. And my thing is this movie's already grossed over a billion dollars. It's probably going to be one of the top grossing movies of all time, but not a dollar of that will come back into the melanated community. None of it will go to the education of black people. None of it will go to better melanated communities and neighborhoods. None of it will go to help open in melanated businesses. Yeah, all right, Disney donated a a crumb to some educational pro, whatever. Um, there was other, yeah, there was other other uh, uh, charity things that they big whoopty fucking do. But that's not even a problem I have. I don't that that's great. The problem that I have is the same people that were ostracized in Hollywood, okay, that are quote unquote spiritual and conscious, all of a sudden had changed their whole viewpoint because now we got fed a crumb. So let's all celebrate. I'm just saying it's that easy. See, the isolated consciousness, somebody that's not a conformist looks at it in its totality. And like you said, like sometimes you've got to be the bad guy and point this shit out. Not everybody's going to like it. Not everybody's going to want to hear it. Because the first thing somebody will do when they don't like something to hear or, you don't, or they don't agree with what you're saying is they go back into that religious mindset. Oh, you're the devil. Or, oh, you're this. Or, oh, you're that. Why? Because we don't agree exactly with what you're saying, just like you may not agree with exactly what we're saying right now at this moment. But guess what? That's okay. And that's still exercising an aspect of your isolated consciousness. But as I said earlier, it's funny how people can exercise their individuality when they don't agree with something, but as soon as you disagree with them, now they got a problem with it. So like you yep. said earlier, Von, are you really a nonconformist? <laughs> and the yep. answer in most cases is no. Okay? 
And this is how we got to start looking at everything. Remember, it's not a matter of what you like. I like a lot of shit. Okay? We all like things. But sometimes what we like may not be the right thing. And that's okay, too. But let's, let's, let's stay, again, grounded in reality. Again, we like to go to Spookville, but we're not taking care of the basics. And this is why you're going to see a disconnect on many different levels in a lot of these circles. You can't, you can't, you can't just bypass. Look, it's like, it's like building a house. You've got to have a foundation. If you don't have a foundation, eventually the house is going to fall down. The thing is, we don't want to put, we don't want to lay the foundation. We want to just start putting a roof on, and that's in relation to those who think their crown chakra, I'm, my my crown chakra is vibrating. It's wide open. That shit makes me laugh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> guess what? My my dick is vibrating too. Does that mean I'm fucking? I'm fucking. Uh, fucking, you know, Mr. Pimp Pimp Daddy because it's vibrating. No, nigga, cut it out, man. <laughs> That's, see, that's, 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 that's the whole point. We got to start with the basics before we can start elevating up to that level because, you, again, you might be listening and say, no, 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 I got it all figured out. Well, there's your first mistake. You don't have it all figured out. You think you have it all figured out because by, by the, by, if, you, if you really study and apply yourself on this path and apply the principles, that stuff will come to the surface, the reality of it. That look, you know what? I don't have it all figured out. I now see and recognize areas I need improvement. I now see areas I need to work on specifically. You might even get surprised and find out some hidden talents you have. I've said this before. There's a flip side to this. Other things come to the surface. Wow, I didn't know that I was that skilled in that area, or I didn't know I was that advanced in that area. You understand? Or you might also find out some hard truths, like something you thought you were really pinpointing at, like, oh, shit, I'm not as pinpointing or thorough on it. You understand? This is all the groundwork. When we, when we said for the last four years, addressing your bullshit, when you hear that term, that's what that means. This is the groundwork. You've got to start there. So when we get the question, where do I start? Where do I begin? What should I do? not that easy of a question. See, if you belong to an established, organized dogma or culture, like for an example, if you're a Muslim, well, you start, take your shahada, bear witness to the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? Start there, right? If you're, you know, if you want to become a Hebrew Israelite or a Christian, take your baptism or some form of initiatic rite that signifies your defined starting point. So, again, it's let me put you in the box and let me close the box and seal it. See, there's none of that in this, in this path. There's no you have to take some specific right. And, and, and all of that, again, leaves the lasting stamped impression on your subconscious mind of conformity because it stamps a starting point that this right has to be done for you to belong to the Mickey Mouse Club. And now it puts you in this frame of mind Okay, this was the starting point. Now I'm here. So now that I'm here on the inside, here's all the rules and restrictions now that you must follow. Yep. Here's your Torah. Follow all these. <laughs> follow all let me, these let me tell, Yeah. Let me tell you why I'm laughing, bro. Because this reminds me of when we were in that bullshit, the Nawabi right. bullshit. That's right. At, every time you got some shit, 
he was about to master it. Then here came all the religious bullshit with it. Oh yes, here's here's this, and you follow this guideline, and this is how you're supposed to live, and you have to live within these bounds and these boundaries and these rules. See, you understand? I started to realize that people never want you to be a sovereign ruler over yourself. They always want you somewhere, somehow to fit into something as if that's the only way they can understand you or define you is they always want you to fit into something. Even if you belong to a group like the Nawapians, Nation of Islam, uh, Rastafarians, there's always some guideline, some restriction, some rule to govern your life as if you can't do it for yourself. This is, this is the shit that makes me upset and makes me laugh. Who the hell even gave them, whoever came up with that shit, the authority to rule over you or to give you the rules and regulations of what you should or should not do? Oh, let me guess, because some Riskians told you that? Oh, let me guess, the mothership told you that? And people <laughs> and the, the things on the mothership told you that? Oh, let me guess, Holly Selassie told you that? You understand? It's always some bullshit to, to what you can and cannot do. So just when you think you're getting this shit, oh, yeah, you know, I'm getting this, I'm really starting to have it, understand it, starting to really control my life, now comes the religious restriction. Now comes the rules and regulations. Now you're back to where you were at the beginning. Now you're back to some way, somehow, being controlled, being told what to do, being told what's right or wrong. So basically you're a Christian again. Basically, you're a Muslim again. Basically, you're a Hebrew again, and you're back to the same conditioning, same right back to the same programming. You understand? You can break, and this, this is the conscious community. I'm I'm speaking the conscious community now too. You can break whatever you call the white man supremacy, the white man doing this to you that. But guess what you're doing at the same time, people? You're leaving that, but you're being put right back under the same shit by your own people. Right mm-hmm. back to the same crap by your own people. Now now it's a new set of rules and standards. Now it's Ifa and all the traditions of Ifa and the Pataki and the stories of the Orisha and this and this and that. And Oshun's going to slap your booty because you didn't give her a fucking a honey pot the other day. Okay, so Oshun's mad at you. You didn't feed her honey the other that, day. That's, or, that's my favorite. Yeah, that's or, my favorite. Uh, They're mad. Obatala's mad because I didn't give him some sugar cane. Get the fuck out of here. Listen, okay? <laughs> you're, back, you're back to the same shit you were under in Christianity, Islam, Hebrew. You just twisted it. You, you, you put it in some bonbons with a, you know what I'm saying, vanilla inside <laughs> with some chocolate covering, and now you accepted it and went right back into control. You were starting to get it. You were starting to break free. You starting to have more control of your life. Now you're back under the same control. You traded the angels, or as they say in Arabic, the Malaika, for the Orisha, for the Netaru, or some other shit. Oh, you can call them cosmic principles all you like. Yeah, that's a <laughs> fancy way of saying. That's a fancy way of saying you, st- you still believe in angels, people. Okay, it's so we're so something. So we're not all cosmic dust. <laughs> no, nah, man, that's all bullshit. There's always something to trap you. You understand? There's always something to trap you because I'm gonna say this, and I'm gonna say it again and again. The the threat 
The threat to society is not a group of buffoons and coons and idiots running around proclaiming that they're original, that they're gods or whatever. That, that's not a threat. That's actually a comedy show. The threat to society is the individual who does not conform, who, does, who is not superstitious, who does not believe in external beings, who does not believe any of that crap. The biggest threat to society is a person who is a master of themselves, has no superstitions, has done the work on, on uh, correcting their issues, done the work to empower themselves. That's the biggest fucking threat. You know why? That's right. You may say, well, how is one, you may say, how is one person a threat? It's simple. If that one person has learned to master themselves, can teach one other person that technique? That's it. And you have two, two people who master themselves who are not conformist, who are not brainwashed, programmed, or can be easily persuaded or, you know, altered off their course? No. Now that person is two, then three, and that's the problem. That's the biggest threat because now if I if I can't control you in any way, shape, form, or fashion, guess what? Can't I stop can't that. keep exactly. I can't I can't keep my hold over you as a people, as a group. But if I can give you T'Challa and the Black Panther, <laughs> and I have you all coming to the movie theaters dressed as if you're watching the movie, as if you're in the movie coming to America. Okay, if if I can have you drumming outside and dancing in the in the refreshment in the refreshment stand era or area, you're eating popcorn and doing some African dance. It's a it's a comedy show for me because I can control that. See, I wanted that reaction off of you because now I fed you some crumbs to make you think you're so African, so holy, so holy. Meanwhile. Some people in Africa are saying, "What the fuck are you idiots doing over there in America?" Exactly. I've read. I read a lot of comments from Africans. Y'all so busy trying to be African, and they're so busy trying to distance themselves from your asses. Let me tell you what some of these Af- what these some of these African people said. They said, "You guys were once African, but you're you're so far removed from being African now that." You really have no connection to Africa. You're just trying to put on costumes and and do all these things to make a connection. This is this is what one this is what some of them said. Others of them said um, that people here, African people here in America, have problems. And they said, well, why is that? Because they all want to be at they want to be African, but have no idea where in Africa they come from. So, in other words. Well, everybody They're all comes trying to Egypt, be African. Every, no, everybody yeah, comes from yeah. Egypt. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the only. That's the easy. That's, yeah, that's, that's the, the only easy meeting ground. That's the yeah, other that's thing the that easy kills me. Every, everybody says they're African and they only identify with Egypt. Well, Africa is a yeah. big continent. What when you say your African ancestors, right? You hear that terminology. I connect with my African ancestors, and when I hear that. The first thing I ask that person is, well, in, in specific, what part of your African ancestry do you connect with? Don't, don't, don't just get very vague and go, well, all of it. And then all you do is, you know, connect no, with Egypt. Let me, bro, check this out. All right. Let's, let, you know, we, we do our study and research on this show. Let's deal with plain statistical facts. Most of the people 
who were kidnapped and brought to America. I'm just dealing with the United States right now. The three biggest areas of Africa you come from through ancestry is the Congo region, which is up to like 25% to 30% of African Americans come from the Congo region. That's right. Uh, another area is the Benin Togo area, which is right near Nigeria. West okay. Africa, that's right. And then another region tends to be more from Angola and places like that. As opposed to, let's say, this is going to really explain why there's tension even amongst different African descendancies here in America or from the Caribbean. Whereas, mm-hmm. let's say, my ancestors, let's say, in Puerto Rico, the biggest ancestry we have in Puerto Rico of Africans comes from Senegal. See, a That's lot right. of Puerto Ricans think that, oh, I'm Yoruba because Santeria is so strong, they're no nugget. Listen, if you do the research, 20, up to 28% of African ancestry in Puerto Rico comes from Senegal, Mali, That's right. okay, places like that. Then the other region is Nigeria and North Africa is very big. 12% only come from Nigeria and Puerto Rico. This may shock a lot of people. So now you have people from different regions in the Caribbean, let's say, and I'm coming from Puerto Rico here to America, where people here tend to be more of a different ancestry or lineage here, and there can be tension there because our tribal groups may have been rivals or warring tribes in our ancient culture. Your DNA is still active thousands of years back. This is where they can trace your mitochondria DNA thousands of years ago. That still affects you today. Mm -hmm. And that's the racial memory. And so I'm glad you're touching on that because the racial memory is knowing that history, knowing those facts. Because like you said, we were talking about earlier, being in the same room. You can look at an individual sometimes, and you may not even know them, and you just might say there's just a vibe about that person. I I don't like that person. But we never question what sparks that emotion or feeling. It's what we're talking about right now. It's that tribal blood it's it's genetically encoded in there it doesn't go away it's there you have to know that this is how you address the issues and not just let the issues consume or destroy the scenario or situation and this is why we brought up the unity thing or i brought that up earlier where everybody creates this fake illusion that we're all going to be unified that's that's the biggest bullshit story you can feed somebody that's never going to happen if you approach it how can we all be able to coexist and bypass that stumbling block is a more practical approach and solution. Because even if we're talking about it, let's check this out. We're talking about it on a genetic level. Let's just talk about it on a mundane surface level with all the bullshit we've been indoctrinated with. When you look amongst melanated people with all the philosophies and religions and shit that they're engulfed in, that alone is a stumbling block. So how do you gather all those different minds and say you're going to unite them? You understand? Because reality is at that's the end the, of the day, what's that? That's delusional. That's yeah. great delusional, brother. That's what I'm saying because at the end of the day, regardless, when shit hits the fan, it's that old saying, you know, you only have each other. Well, how do you bypass that because you're going to get to that point where there's only each other? And it's going to get to that point where it doesn't matter what you're – 
spiritual, quote-unquote, personal belief is. It don't matter if you're a Muslim, a Christian, a Jew, a Buddhist, or whatever, because there's going to come a time where we're going to have to, and, and let me not say it as if that's long down the road because that's here. There's that, that, that moment that everybody's going to have to depend on each other. But how is that dependency going to be able to be a reality if people are still yeah. at odds over stupid-ass shit? And we're talking about genetically, right? We're going even deeper on an ulterior yeah. motive, we, but we ain't even addressing, again, you got to start with the basics. Look at, all, look at all the confusion on the surface. Some individuals won't even, they won't even build or conversate with each other because, oh, well, they, don't, you know, they don't accept what I accept, vice versa. When part of the knowledge of being responsible of being a god you understand is to teach and educate. It's your responsibility. It's not an option. Let me make that clear. And this is why we do what we do here on the show. It's, it's not an option. When, when you have knowledge, it's your responsibility to pass along that knowledge. It's not your responsibility yeah. what the individual does with it. And I say That's that only right. in this, I only say that in the sense of not, you can't force somebody. You understand? But as long as you did your job by teaching that knowledge, by passing that knowledge on, then you did your job. That's it. It's that, it boils down to that simple. These are practical measures and solutions okay. of approaching these scenarios. That's, that, that, that's the point we're trying to get at. Because bottom of the line, we can sit here and talk for three, four hours. We can build till the sun comes up in the morning. But you know what the reality yeah. is? People are going to do what they want to do, regardless. 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 Look, check this, check this out real quick. One of the ways you bypass some of that dumb shit and all the genetic tribal wars and all that shit, learn to master yourself. If you master yourself, that means you've dealt with a lot of your issues, why you like shit, why you don't like shit, why you can't stand this person, do I have to let that shit rule me? Even if I never met this person, he just fucking or she just gets under my skin, I want to destroy them. Deal with why you want to destroy somebody. Deal with what makes you want to destroy somebody, okay? And sometimes you'll find out that the root cause of that is fear. You have a fear of that person, don't even fucking realize it. You're giving them way too much power and don't even realize it because you haven't found the power within yourself. You start, you start to do that, that work and start to master yourself, you can easily start to learn how to get, get along with people. I didn't say you got to fucking be best friends, hang out, go to fucking boat, go to parties and shit. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you just learn how to interact with people on a respectable level where some work can get done. That's it. That's right. And then, and, but it's, again, it sounds so simple, but why is it so complicated? And it starts with, again, it starts with us. And if we don't address it, I mean, I don't know how, I don't think you could put it any, any, any more simpler than that. I mean, if you start there, again, with the word practical, it, it, it is what it is, putting things into practice that will actually get results. And that's the other question you, you'll get on to, well, how do I know? I'm, this, is, this is another favorite question to email outside of the one, where do I start? Where do I begin? Uh, how do I know what I'm doing is right? I love this question. Are you getting results? What do you mean? Okay, if you're practicing a spiritual system, be it ritualistic, uh, certain spiritual practices, whatever it is, if you can actually analyze yourself and say I'm getting results on all levels spiritually, I'm growing. And you could actually gauge it and say there is a, you know, a wide range of spiritual growth, meaning 
analyze yourself from day one you walked into it, and gauge where you are today. Is there that tremendous growth? We're not talking just in those basic areas of gaining a certain level of knowledge. That's not how you measure growth. Um, have you been able to apply that knowledge in every facet and then gauge the growth from that point on? Because without applying that information or knowledge, it's completely useless. So can you make that statement? And if you're getting overall results spiritually, mentally, emotionally, financially, physically, right, being in all those areas, then there's your answer if what I'm doing is right. Now, if you belong, let's look at the flip side. If you belong to a particular spiritual system, dogma, or culture, whatever you want to call it, and nothing is changing or you just, you're not going, you're not going backwards, but you're not going forward, you're pretty much stagnated, you might want to reevaluate what it is that you're doing because it's not bringing about the change and the growth you need to get to that point, what we've been talking about tonight of self-mastery, tapping into the gift of set. The genetic code thing, before I forget, I know we, we both have touched on that on and off without really addressing it, but I, I want to make sure the racial memory at some kind, times called, that's the ancestral aspect of it. So when people sit here and talk about I connect with my ancestors, we want you to go in more in depth. The racial memory aspect of that, don't be vague. Okay, we're not talking about just when, when, when people will make that terminology, my ancestors, be able to identify that in specific because it starts with your personal bloodline. So if you're telling me you're not starting, let's say, from your grandparents on down and making that link from that point, then you're not really connecting to that genetic code, that racial memory, or that ancestral lineage. That's the reality. That is, that's the reality. Correct. It starts with grandma and grandpa, and it works its way up. Okay, you got to start. Let me say this. Let me say this real quick, because that's the one of the most truest shit said on this show ever. I hear people say this shit all the time. My ancestors, my ancestors, and I ask them, "What fucking ancestors are you talking about?" And then they look at they look at me they look at me blank, and then they be like, "My African ancestors, <laughs> motherfucker." Do you know how vague that is and how broad and general that is? Exactly. So uh, that means I'm calling on every fucking African that ever existed. That's not the case. You ca- you gotta be more specific and detailed when you do your work. You always start at your blood line. You always right. start there because that is your direct link as far back that. as you can go. That's okay? right. If you skip that step and you just call on every African, you opening the door for any and every weirdo to come through the through, through the gateway, so to speak, to fuck with you too. You do not That's understand. Right. You're opening the door. Not every African was for you. There's some right. that were murderers. There were some That's murderers, right. rapists, killers. You understand? <laughs> There's all kinds of shit in our bloodline that could come through. You got to be specific, homeboy, homegirl. You just That's can't right. leave that shit. You can't leave vague. that shit vague, man. Because <laughs> you, then, then people ask me, oh, man, I'm working with such and such, and I'm getting fucked up. Yeah, you're getting fucked up. The reason why you're getting fucked up is because you are fucked up. And That's I've right. heard people say this over and over. Oh, yeah, but, you know, this never happened to me. This because you never worked with this shit before. Okay? Right. That's one. Two, you don't realize that you have issues because most people who have contacted me some way, somehow, didn't think they had issues. They felt they had dealt with a lot of that. No, you didn't. You dealt with a lot of surface layer shit. When you start working 
on the left-hand path, especially some of the darker energy work, that shit's going to go way below your surface. That shit's going so deep into the abyss that you, you're hitting the bottom ocean floor of your subconscious mind and all the shit that's buried there, the shit that you didn't even know you saw when you were a kid, the shit you heard when you were a kid, mm-hmm. the shit that made affected you comes up to the surface and you start realizing, damn, daddy didn't pay attention to me when I wanted his attention. He was, he was watching a football game. And you didn't realize because of that, you developed a behavioral issue of seeking attention and becoming an attention whore every step and second of the way. You found, all you could do in your life was try to seek attention. You dyed your hair orange. You fucking got some, you got some, some nipple ring. You fucking, not saying that, that if that's your shit, that's your shit. I'm just saying people do extreme shit to get the attention. And they don't realize that they're not doing that shit because they're not conf- that they're not a conformist, so to speak. They're doing it because they really subconsciously are seeking attention because daddy didn't pay attention to them the day they needed his attention the most. And you fuck up your rest of your life because of that one little issue. And you keep running off the, the deep end off of that shit and don't realize you open the gateways for this shit to fuck with you. Because you think you got it figured out, you weren't honest, you didn't do inventory of your issues, and now you're trying to fuck with your ancestors or all the African ancestors. Guess what? Some of them are straight predators, and they see that weakness in you, they're going for the gusto, buddy, and they will fuck you up. And then you're going to contact myself or Benita and say, what can I do? Motherfucker, what can I do? I think that's your... <laughs> you don't want that open. You don't want that open that shit. We were trying to tell y'all on the show. You and, gotta and, be and, careful when you do this shit. And and if, on when we had Doctor Bynum on on earlier shows, and we're gonna revisit that on the twelfth. Um, he talks about that. He talk again. Sound mind, sound body. When you're doing ritualistic work, especially when you're you know you're tapping into spirits, you're working with ancestors which is a reality for those that have experienced it. If you've never experienced it, it's not a reality to you, and we don't, we don't expect you to accept it. Uh, you need to raise yourself up to that reality. Those that have worked the Boudon path, uh, Apollo, uh, any type of spiritual path along them lines, um, working some of those. See, this is what we say when we say African ancestors. See, these are some of the sciences of ancient Africa that nobody talks about as if it's not a reality. Okay, dark magic, black magic, African witchcraft, whatever you want to call it, whatever terminology, even ancient Egypt and the conscious comedic circles of ancient Egypt, nobody really breaks down the coming forth by day slash the book of the dead as it being a book of spells and magic and a book of invocations because that's what it is. It's not, it's not an Egyptian Bible. People quote that shit like it's an Egyptian Bible and shit. Yeah. It's a yeah. magical <laughs> text. Yeah, it's a magical text. So this is the reality. These are the ancient sciences that we were able to tap into. And this is when nobody fucked with us because this is one of the great, this is part of the mastering self-concept. This is what they fear when you're able to manipulate the elements. They called it Heka in ancient Egypt, for an example, right? When you're able to control the elements or manipulate them, and I'm just using the term that you can grasp onto, you're able to control your immediate environment and surroundings. See, we, we're taught backwards. We think we can affect everything outside of us on a global level. That can't happen until you first 
and foremost control master self number one and have complete rulership of your immediate environment and surroundings. That's step one for any great practitioner of this path. And you, all you got to do is read the history to see that. But we, we talk about these cultures as if this wasn't a part of those cultures and societies because people don't talk about it because they don't know about it. You know, they just throw little tidbits here and there, and then we get back into all the fluffy shit, all the religion. You know, well, you know, Horus is really Jesus, and the 12 zodiac signs represent Jesus, and the 12 disciples. All this fluffy shit that still keeps us going back to biblical shit and religion. You want to know how that shit goes away? Stop talking about it. Stop giving it light. I don't care if you're dipping it in chocolate and trying to correlate it to something that you're saying. It's irrelevant in 2018. The only way you break that hold it's got on you mentally, stop fucking with it. Stop talking about it. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. What you got to understand, brother, is those 12 zodiac signs represent the 12... The twelve veins, the twelve veins are running from my ball, from my ball sack to my penis. <laughs> See, brother, that's what you don't understand, brother. See, it's, it's some real deep shit here, brother. Some deep shit we're discussing. Oh shit! Yo, you got me in tears over here. But yo, this is a delusional shit we gotta listen to, man. I sat. It's funny you bring that shit up. I ain't going to say the brother's name because he had asked me to be a guest, but I thought it was some funny-ass shit where this – I mean, it's like I say, it sounds deep, but it's really not that deep. My brother was talking about how uh, <laughs> Jesus' baptism, brother, he's like, Jesus' baptism at the, at the, uh, the, the, in, in Cana in Galilee, when he got baptized, what that represents is the sperm – coming forth from the yeah. <laughs> from the penis. And I'm yeah. just like listening to this shit like yo, this sounds yeah. like some jail build, man. Like some some dude had been in jail. Yeah. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Is. I got a hold of some books. You know see, what we're doing is whether we're conscious of it or not, we're trying to justify the religious shit. Yeah, we know the symbolicism but we know how they took it from other cultures, watered it down, blah blah blah. All right, we got that. We should be bypassed it now. Because the only yeah. way you can advance and evolve is you got to leave certain things in the past. And that's why I've said before many times in the past, there's two syndromes that melanated people suffer from a lot. It's called the Messiahite syndrome and the back-in-the-day yeah. syndrome. Yeah. The Messiahite syndrome is just simply most melanated people in America are waiting for some type of savior or some type of external event to happen to bring them salvation. They're waiting for some great cataclysmic event, be it a physical savior or some freakish event in nature that's going to just fix everything. Not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah, going to happen. That's the one, right? 2012, yeah. brother. 2012. Yeah, we all yeah, yeah, 2012. Yeah, yeah, 2012. See how quick yeah. that died out? How quick they could play yeah. on your motion. And we, and we took it back to that. We were telling you back in 2009 and 10, it's just a shift in mental consciousness. All you got to do is go into the Mayan Codex. It breaks the shit down. But you know when when, when the white man makes a movie about the shit, then you really know it's pure bullshit, where he's insulting your intelligence, capitalizing off of it, and making millions of dollars of a movie that he put out right before 2012, December 21st, 2012 came out. See, 
that's right there. He's basically telling you, you my bitch, and I'm slapping you in the face, but that's a whole other story yeah. for another day. Yeah. Yeah. The back-in-the-day-itis syndrome is, you know, the people that want to use the crutch to lean on why they're failures in 2018. Yeah, you know, we used to be kings and queens, and we were pharaohs and this and that back in Egypt, back in the day, back then, back this, back that. And then you say, well, what the fuck about now? How, how, do, how do we apply that in 2018? And then, again, we hear the crickets chirping because there's, again, no answers for that question, unfortunately, in this day and time. So these are the things. And, I, and again, I know we ran, ran some time. I do want to take some time to uh, get to some calls. And if you're in the chat room, yeah. uh, you can chat some questions in. Uh, obviously, we probably won't be able to get to everybody, but we will do our best to the best of our ability uh, within time constraints to do that. Uh, but real quick, um, again, I announced in the beginning of the show uh, on April 12th, which is our next show. Uh, remember, we do the show biweekly every other Thursday. Uh, well, really, I shouldn't say that. It's the first and third Thursday of the month. Um, on April 12th, we'll have Dr. Edward Bruce Bynum here, the author of Dark Light Consciousness and several other books. Um, and we're going to basically talk to him about mm-hmm. Dark Light Consciousness. So I'm um, I'm saying that to the listeners. If you have not read, some of you might be familiar with Dr. Edward Bruce Bynum. He's been around for a long time. Um, if you have not read the book, I would suggest you uh, get it. It's, it's available just like any other book in, in digital form. It's available, you know, hard copy via Amazon. It's on, it's on pretty much a multitude. Uh, Innertraditions.com is actually the publisher. You can even go directly to the, to the publisher's website and purchase the book. Um, but I would definitely get it and go over it the next two weeks uh, so you could actually have some formulated questions for Dr. Bynum because when we have a guest like that here, we want to make value of our time. And when we get to the point where you're able to uh, talk with him directly on the 12th, uh, have some questions lined up. That's going to really help you. Um, And, again, I want to say this. Not that we have that problem. We're not going to waste those calls with don't call in with your personal experience. That's not what it's for when we have a special guest on. Some people like to call in and get into this long out spiel yeah. about, you know, I had a dream. I had a dream. You know, everybody's yeah, yeah, Martin Luther yeah. King and shit. They had a dream. You know, um, that's not what the forum is for. Don't go into a rant about, you know, I had a dream and some fucking Martian appeared to me or, you know, I was, you know, in the, in the yeah, spaceship they, somewhere because there was a person. <laughs> You know, they did that. Say, they I did that on the last one. That's what, that's what I'm saying. There was a person that called in. They don't, they don't listen to the show no more. They used to be on here all the time. And they went to all that extraterrestrial shit. And um, they had called in. If you could, you could go back and listen to it at the archive. If you could just, like, hear Dr. <laughs> Dr. Bynum's, like, l- listening to this shit and his tone and his voice, like, the person obviously called in. I mean, even though it might be funny, that you could tell the person was a little off. You know, they weren't really 100% there. Um, and that's another thing. That's another sickness in, 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 in the conscious community. There's the ET phenomenon, which is an escape from reality. You know, we got problems here, but motherfuckers is trying to go to another planet and shit. You know, and most of the people that are engulfed in that are stuck in it. Are we, uh, let me make this clear. Are we saying that there is no intelligent life form outside of this planet? No, of course there is. But when you get into the delusion that some spaceship and some aliens is coming for you and they're going to scoop you up and take you to their planet. Now you're caught in a delusional mind state. Okay. Yeah. And then, you know, we dealt with it all. Well, well, I've been personally abducted, but they see that's the key personal. 
You can't convince somebody of your own personal experience unless they've had a similar or same type of experience. So it's not that we're saying that that's not reality, that didn't happen, that didn't exist when you're talking about a personal experience, but the reality is it's not my personal experience if I can't connect to it on some level in a similar fashion. That's it. So don't call in, you know, you know when you got – especially when we have Dr. Bynum on with, you know, a long drawn out, I had a dream or, you know, and all that shit. That's, that's not, we don't want to utilize the time for that. We could do that here. Oh, we don't even want to do that here, to be honest with you. Yeah, plus, uh, but anyway. Plus the way, the way Dr. Bynum answered that shit was priceless. Just yeah, it was. Go back and listen to that shit. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. Um, but anyway, that'll be on April 12th. So again, get, if you have the opportunity and the time, get the book. I would start looking through the book now. If you have the book, and I know a lot of the listeners do, and they've read it thoroughly, uh, and I know you'll have a bunch of questions uh, for him, uh, I'll probably, possibly, I'll see if we can, some people have sent me emails to get uh, possibly Dr. Phil Valentine back on or Dr. Jewel Pulcrum. I would like to get Dr. Jewel Pulcrum back on uh, because she comes from a whole different female perspective on things, um, but we'll see if we can arrange that down the line. Um, so, again, that's on April 12th. So I just want to throw that in there. Um, all right, so we're going to go to the phones. If you are on the phone, um, again, as usual, we have to tell you, make sure your phone is unmuted because sometimes we plug in a call and they don't realize that their phone is muted and we can't get them on the call. We, we can hear them, but they can't hear us. If you are in the chat room and you would like to ask questions, go ahead and you can type your questions in the chat. We'll kind of we'll kind of go back and forth from the chat to the phone. We'll take, try to take a few calls. Uh, now, if you are in the chat and you would like to get on the call and speak with us, if you go right to the bottom of your uh, chat screen, you'll see the call-in number at the bottom. All right, it's uh, right there at the bottom, seven two four 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 seven triple four. Then it's going to ask you to put in the call ID, which is right there next to it, one three four seven seven eight pound symbol, and then it's going to ask you for the pin, the number one and the pound symbol. Uh, again, that is if you are in the chat room and you'd like to get on a call. Let me get out of the way because I know I forget. I get emails jokingly. I don't want to do it at the end of the show. Uh, international listeners, I always like to acknowledge them from time to time. Uh, there are people uh, internationally that, that live stream the show, uh, either through Twitter. Uh, some, some are able to do it through Facebook. Uh, and some even do it through Google+. Plus. Um, as the show goes on, if you're on the Google Plus list, I actually send you the live link to the feed while the show is going on. Um, and that's actually how uh, people that can't, uh, you know, or, or can't or able to get in on the call or maybe participate, um, you know, on how to, you know, interact with us. So they'll send us emails. So I just want to, you know, I want to shout out all those people that listen internationally in the Caribbean uh, we got listeners in the Philippines, Australia, Jagasu and the crew out there, Brazil. Uh, I know they're always uh, listening in. So we definitely appreciate them listening in. Um, so, again, if uh, you are on the phone, make sure it's muted. We're going to go to the phone. Let's bring in our first caller. Uh, hold on one second. Bear with me. I got the uh, uh, Duma 730. What's going on, brother? Hey, how y'all brothers doing tonight? We're doing good, brother. What hey. you got for us? Talk to us, man. Um, I want to know more about, uh, you all were talking about, uh, genetic ancestry as, uh, it concerns us as a people. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Because you do get that a lot where people say uh, my ancestors. Like, what ancestors are you talking about? Exactly. The, the poorest part of being uh, an American is most Americans, unfortunately, not like myself. I my father is actually from Africa, but my right. mother's American. Right. Um, but, but most Americans, both of their parents are from America, yet mm-hmm. they have no. Uh, they can't trace their lineage back because there were no um, records kept as to mm-hmm. where uh, certain uh, captives were taken from when mm-hmm. they were taken from Africa mm-hmm. for those who were, who were taken. You know, right. we know that, you know, some of us were already here before the, right. the continent of Jefferson and all that good stuff. But, right. yeah. Well, well, that's a good question. And some of the answers are in your questions. Excellent question. And the very fact that you're, you're again, you're attacking it, one, on, 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 at the ground level, like you said, let's use your example for, for, for an example. You, you are conscious of the fact and have awareness and, and documented facts that your father being from Africa and your mother being from America. So you're able, you're able to maybe connect maybe on a little bit more of a detailed level than say somebody else, like you use the other term that you have two individuals that may just from their knowledge, fourth generation uh, are their ancestry starts here. So the answer, part of the answer is in the question. Now, as you said, another thing that's very important, not all of us came over here on slave ships. See, that's the other thing. We got to keep in mind that, and that's why when we said earlier, you got to start with your grandparents. You, if you keep tracing, now there are certain sites you can do, not just Ancestry.com, you can do thorough DNA testing where you can get what they call haplogroups and your tribal identities broken back or broken down yep. going back at X amount of years. Like, mm. to give an example, and I can apply my scenario on my mother's side and even on my father's side. Well, one thing that came up, and when I actually learned and connected with it over time, I found out it was always there, but I didn't realize it until the awareness was brought. There was an aspect that went back to Peru and a Peruvian Native American tribe, which mm-hmm. I had no knowledge of and didn't expect any of that stuff to be in there. It wouldn't even have crossed my mind if you told me. But as I dug and did the research, because it, it at least pointed me in the direction and opened other doors to find out more information, I was able to make the link and make the connection. Because of like what you said, if you're born in this country from two American parents, okay, you have to, this is why we said the more importance of earlier, it has to start with your immediate bloodline. If, right. you, keep, if you keep going back on that level, whether you choose to go real hard body genetically and actually do the genetic testing, and again, there's very more deeper, thorough methods that you can use outside. I know Ancestry.com is the most commercialized aspect of it. Yeah. But you, you, you can connect. You understand? And then the step two would be once you find out what's in the bloodline, you start investigating specific things, you might find out, well, you know, this is why I like martial art culture because I have this percentage of Asian DNA. Well, this is, right. why, I was, this is why I was attracted to a certain food but couldn't understand because I didn't have no knowledge that this was in the DNA of the family. What it does do is identify certain behavioral characteristics of yourself, likes and dislikes. And then when you start studying the specific tribe, when we talked about tribal differences, it will also help you to understand maybe certain things about yourself and, and, and ways that you feel about certain things. This is what we call the genetic memory or the genetic code or the racial memory 
because it's more deeper than connecting to your ancestors than going, oh, I connect with all my ancestors to Africa because I set up an altar with some African statues and I burn some incense and I pour out libations. That's, you know, that's not just, that's only a small portion of connecting with your ancestors. Those are just simple gestures. But does an individual know how to invoke them by name? Do you, know how to, do you know how to, per se, in the Palo tradition, charge an Igun staff and summon your ancestors by name, one physically know? So then it goes even deeper where you now do a search and you start with identifying those you do know, whether you met them while you were alive or they have passed on, that somebody else can confirm that they are part of your DNA and you have the factual information to confirm it, those you are aware of and might have known when they were alive and those you were not aware of. And you need to know what, you know what they were when they were here. What did they do? What kind of person and characteristic they were? You know, what, what did they mean to the family bloodline and lineage? Because like Ravana Noon said earlier, what if your uncle was a, a, a rapist? You know what I mean? That might not be a one a name you want to invoke when you're standing before yep. your ancestral altar because you're bringing a rapist through the door now. He might have right. been a killer, a thief, a robber. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So. Part of, the, part of the answer to your question is in the question because you bring up some valid points. So you have to be detailed when you're working with the ancestral or the racial memory or the genetic aspect of it and not just be very vague and go, I'm going to get a couple of African statues and you know, light a yeah. candle and some incense. And that's not ancestral worship. Go ahead, brother. Mm-hmm. Let me, add this. Let me mm-hmm. add this as well. You can be, let's say... Let's say you went on to AfricanAncestry.com, which is one of the best DNA sites to trace your actual African ancestry. Okay, they actually have the highest concentration of haplogroups from Africa where they can trace it back to a particular tribe better than any other site. Um, and let's say all your life you've been working uh, Ifa Lakumi. Then you right. find out that you're that you find out you're from the Man, the Mandate people, which one of the most famous tribes from the Mandate people is the Mandinka, okay? Now right. you find out, holy shit, I've been fucking practicing some shit that's foreign to my own bloodline. Mm-hmm. That's not, just because they're African doesn't mean, oh, we have all the same kind of, you know, traditions and spiritual. So that's, that's a bullshit lie because some of them dealt with different aspects within their tradition that other tribes never dealt with. Correct. So then you would then once you pinpoint that you start to actually figure out your own characteristics, where they came from as far as tribe, and then you can look at your own family. Like for example, um, my dad went to the military before I was even born, fought in the Vietnam War, so he's very aggressive, very combative sometimes. That comes out in me. See, I don't even have to go back to my ancestors. I, I can go to a living descendancy and then check mm-hmm. his father. His father tended to be very aggressive as well, okay? And then my great-grandfather fought in World War II, no, uh, World War One. okay? So you understand, on my father's side, there's a bunch of soldiers who had combat training, things of that nature, so that very aggressive type of mentality can come out in me directly through that. That also is one of the reasons why it's important to know your DNA, even as far back as your great-granddad, great-grandmother, 
because those characteristics can be found in you. Now you see, like, for example, we mentioned some of the older shows. You, let's say, as an individual, tend to like a certain type of music that is considered foreign to your bloodline. Mm -hmm. You may listen classical music, let's say, right? Right. And your ancestry goes back straight to the Akan people of Ghana, which were more drums and, you know, more of a, a African rhythm. So where did this love of classical music come from? Now, you know, conscious schools will justify that and say, oh, well, you know, Beethoven or Mozart was blank. I, listen, I don't give a fuck who is what. What I'm saying is that style of music is considered, that rhythm is still considered a little foreign to your African DNA, okay? Right. So you liken it, all of a sudden you do a DNA trace and you find out six to seven, let's say, or 8% of your ancestry goes back to Europe. That may not seem like it's significant, but when you break it down mathematically, let's say one out of every 12 people in your family was a European. Mm. Now, now it starts to hit close to the home because now you start saying, okay, so I can understand where the classical music thing comes from. You're able to pinpoint certain things, which then helps you learn to master yourself a little more. You understand? So it's not just that. African thing, that's mostly what we're hearing home today because we're dealing with set in a, in a racial a, a racial memory and a, in a genetic code and gifts. But it's also finding out where your characteristic behavior come from in all of your bloodline because we're also caught up in, okay, I'm just African. That's right. That's you the other do, problem. You, yeah, you do a DNA test and you find out, oh, shit, I'm only 80% African, but 50% mm -hmm. is European. 50% is European and 5% is Native American. Well, there you go. There's your answers to why you like certain things, you eat certain foods, you're attracted to certain women and things of that nature. You know, mm -hmm. some people some people get it twisted and like, oh, this black dude loves a white woman. Listen, I ain't condoning, promoting. I don't give a shit. You love who you love, like what you like. But then all of a sudden this dude does a DNA. He's only 65% African. The rest of his mm. shit is European. You understand me? Then you can understand why he may have an attraction to the European woman. Nah, it's see, not brother, that difficult. See, brother, <laughs> see, brother, it's just it's mental slavery and the indoctrination of the white man to chase out people. Nah. <laughs> nah, <it's all> <laughs> you see, but and, and 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 before we let you go, brother, and I'm glad you bring that up, Ravana Noon, because you you hit it you hit it on the head. If we don't, we have to act. We have to acknowledge every part of our DNA. Not every part of your DNA is pure royal African. You're gonna find right. out there's Native American in there. You have Arab, Arrow Indian in there. You have you have uh, what they call Dravidian or the Hindu aspect in there. Because when you trace it back to generations, that's gonna help identify characteristics and behaviors, and it might also point you in the area to correct your weaknesses. You understand? And that's why you should be able to identify all aspects of it, not just the shit that you like. I found <laughs> it was one brother a couple years ago. I'll never forget. He was, you know, he was into the whole Egypt shit. You know, everything was comedic. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm from Egypt. I, I know because, I <laughs> you know, he, he, he had this, and I, you know, I gave it to him. He had this strong desire and love for Egypt, and that's all good. Well, his DNA came back, and he didn't go nowhere near Egypt. Put it that way. That's the best way I can say <laughs> And he just was kind of awestruck because it wow. took him to the whole other coast of Africa, and he came to the realization that 
just because he likes something, that didn't mean that's what he was. You understand? It, it don't he mean didn't he have can't. no type of migration thing going on in that when he migrated. <laughs> no. He was there migrated. No, West and South Africa. And, and, again, it doesn't mean you can't have the love and appreciation for Egypt and, and all that. That's great. But the thing is, it's a reality check because, in essence, it can help answer some of these questions that we're talking about. So hopefully that helps you. But it was a real, that was a good question. Most definitely. Most definitely. So I just, I'll just start there and uh, work it from there. All right. Appreciate it, brother. Appreciate it. All right. Let me see if we go to chat and then we'll go back to the phone, take a few more calls. All right. Pause that. I got to read a comment. Somebody typed in there. I thought it was funny. Some, some fucking, well, in essence, when you look at the comment, he's actually right. Uh, let's talk about this. Uh, somebody typed in, I drink, <laughs> I drink your blood. It gives me power. The world is mine. Well, if you're, if you're talking about vampirism and absorption of consciousness, real vampirism is not the literal drinking of the blood, but being able to tap in to the energy and consciousness of, of an individual, devouring the gods, as they said, in ancient Egypt segment. Uh, that's a whole other story. I just thought I'd read that. I thought it was kind of funny. So, you know, we get our weirdos that come in here. Uh, okay. From time to time, um, I see Conscious Twerker was here earlier. Left, she hasn't been here in a long time. Would've been nice to get her on the phone. Uh, all right, let's go back to the phones. I got a couple more callers. We'll take it. Uh, let's bring in this person here next. They just popped up. Hold on, let me mute it. Get it unmuted here. Bear with me. I'm on the tablet. Uh, we got Sankofa Infinity on the call. Can you hear us? Anybody there? San Kofa Infinity, you're on the call. Can you hear us? If your phone muted, you got to unmute it. All right, going once, going twice, going three times. All right, we'll go to the next one. I don't know if something's wrong with the phone. Couldn't get that person plugged in. Uh, I see Baffa Marga's in there, but she's in the uh, chat only. So I don't know if she's got any questions. Uh, she could type in. Not really too much in the chat. Um are we running short on time? We might just bring in, uh, let's see if we bring in Smiley with the locks. Let's see if she's still on here. Uh, Smiley with the locks. Can you hear us? Smiley with the locks. Can you hear us? Are you there? Are you asleep? No, I'm not asleep. Oh, go ahead. You on? We got you plugged in. Talk to us. Uh. <laughs> Sound like she eating. <laughs> That's what it is. Caught you off guard there, huh? Yeah. Uh, I was somewhere else. Uh, I was listening, yeah. but not listening. I got you. I don't know, Bob. Well, anything you would like to comment on or say that you were listening to or something you might just want to <laughs> build on in general, feel free. Well, um... <sighs> No, I mean, I mean, you guys have said it like a thousand and one times. I don't know how I can say it even, you know. Say it again. Say people it again. Always, I don't know. People always like to identify with things that are outside of themselves. They never want to identify with themselves or where they come from, whatever that may yeah. be. They never want to do that. They want to be followers. And, That's right. Which is crazy to me. Be happy with the skin you're in, Okay. Yeah, and you know what? We, 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 we've, we've I see the European, 
European DNA coming out of her ass right now. So, you know, it's all good. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. I no, do have what? European DNA. Well, I do have it because my, great, my but, third grandfather is 100% Irish. And I yeah, know this for a fact. We do have a but family like, shield because but we like, are you Irish. Do the, you yeah. want to do okay. the dance together? <laughs> we can. Let's back up to something you said. You backed up to the very thing you said in the beginning, which is a good, good topic to just strike upon. People want to be everything other than themselves that's that in itself speaks volumes because we've been talking about that pretty much for majority of the night in a, in a in a multitude of ways first and foremost as we said a million times on this path you cannot be on this path and worship and worship and acknowledge any type of false illusionary mythological mystery spook god outside of yourself because that's not a reality and that in itself, as basic as that might sound, some people never get past that point. I can't stress that enough. Some people do never, they never get past it. They say, no, I'm God. I'm taking self-rulership of my spirituality. I'm on the path to self-mastery, blah, blah, blah. You know, they, they got all the phrases down. Sounds good. But they still can't <laughs> phantom that the only reality when it comes to God is themselves they still find this this hard disconnect, like they can't phantom that there's not some external force that's controlling yeah. the course of their lives. And this is they haven't done the work because well, they haven't done the work to disconnect, huh? Yeah, no, no, no. Go ahead, go ahead. Told me to watch my mouth. Did no, you say to me? No, no, nobody said that. I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. <laughs> no, well, go ahead, go ahead. Um, Finish what you're saying. No, I'm going to cut you off because no, no ouch. Uh, because um. They haven't taken the time to do work to figure out why that is so angry. I'm sorry, you tired. I won't keep no. going. No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> they haven't done the work to yeah. figure out where, why that is so persistent, mm-hmm. why they can't shake it. Um, right. You know, and, and, and that goes back to what you fellas were saying in the show, that they don't do the work on their root. Chakra, the Mudahara, they don't work it. They don't pay attention to it. Because why? Everything is still external to them. And I don't care if you, even even when people do work on a root chakra, it's still, everything is so external to them. It's not mm-hmm. a, it really isn't a self inventory, right? Mm-hmm. Half the time, it's an inventory of what, what, what has been done to them not what they have done to themselves or what they have allowed mm-hmm. to be done to themselves. Right. Okay. And, and okay. what we and it's a good point because like again, what we were talking about earlier when you're not attacking the basics and that's a good point. They'll take even if we're talking about being grounded in the root and all that, but they'll these are the same individuals that want to go to Spookville, you know, they want to <laughs> They want to get into this whole, uh, you know, levitating and I'm meditating and I'm a healer. And they're, they're all on this spiritual guru ship, but their regular everyday life is a hot mess. You understand? That's the, that's the odd thing about them same type of people that you're identifying. They'll have that same issue going on concurrently where everything personally is running them up. But what you tend to find out, I can't remember the name of the book. I mentioned it a while back. I'll, I'll get it. 
Um, he's he's a psychologist. I can't remember his name. It's a is a is a Spanish dude. It'll come to me if it comes to me. I'll I'll put it out there. I had I had actually mentioned it and used it briefly on the show a while back. He talks about how certain individuals get so engulfed in the spiritual realm of things that they neglect their everyday responsibilities, their everyday realities, because it's an escape from reality for some people. And you'll find this with your people that deal with conspiracy theories all the time or they think they're in contact with aliens and they've been abducted. And I mean, the list goes on and on and on. I'm just giving you a few examples. Um, and he explains what brings those traumas on. And a lot of those traumas are born on either by traumas that could have happened when they were very young, uh, some type of traumatic event that they fully have not gotten over or they've even might have cre- you know, convinced themselves they're over. But then they get so engulfed in some type of spirituality where they use it as an escapism from dealing with everyday life's problems and realities. And you'll find this happens a lot when you start digging and talking to the person and answering the person, because we'll always use the term when we see these people, oh man, you know, that brother, that brother, that sister, they seem a little bit off. What do we mean when we say that? You know, they seem a little off. When you're saying off, what are we comparing that being off to? So let's be specific in identifying that. And you'll find when you dig and you probe, you'll see there's something that's triggering that subconsciously that makes them behave like that. You understand? It's a form of escapism. So, and again, it's, it's just a disconnect. Again, it's, 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 I don't, again, it's a disharmony. It's something that needs to be addressed, like we said in the very beginning of the show, when you're trying to address things and, and dealing with specific things about yourself. You need to be detailed. Because one thing I've learned over the years in all of these circles, we can identify problems, but nobody comes up with solutions. That in itself is a problem. And that has to be looked at and has to be addressed. But yeah, it is what it is, unfortunately. Um, but it's a reality. But that was a good point. Yeah, it just said people just don't take the time um, to try to figure out, you know, what is going on with them, why it is what it is for them. You know what I mean? And, it, and, and mm-hmm. you guys was, was saying that's on any level. And, for instance, <clears throat> if they are calling themselves, on this path, left-hand path, whatever they call it themselves, on this path. But the minute <clears throat> that they hit a bump in the road, they run back to that mm-hmm. outside savior, you know, mm-hmm. the one that mm-hmm. has been so ingrained in them. So right. to me, that is, again, that people are not really understanding. I don't care if you guys have been doing this show for what, forever? So they're not understanding that the whole premise I gather from the show is that not only do you have to do the work, but the work is not physical work per se. Yes, there's some physicality to it, right? Because you've got to get the body moving. But it's a mental game. It's a whole mental process. It's a whole digging into your subconscious mind, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. and rooting out, you know, things that... Right. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I mean to cut you off. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, and, and it just brings to mind, we we have a saying, like, sport fans, you know, we have the saying in football, you know, we like to be armchair quarterbacks, right? That's the term. You know, that's 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 the football fan that likes to <laughs> – we all are armchair quarterbacks. We like to sit on the 
sit in the chair and think we can, you know, if I, I would have did this, I would have did that. You know, they had, you know, we, it's just a little funny term we have. But we have armchair magicians too, unfortunately. We like people that like to be just armchair magicians and not real adepts of the black arts. They like to, you know, say it and, you know, they like to, you know, gather all the trimmings that are associated with it, uh, be it physical things, objects, uh, clothing, attire. And, you know, you know, it makes them in their mind feel like they are a, a black magician or an adept of the black arts when they're about as adept or black arts or black magician as uh, Snow White is. You understand? And that comes from everything that you're saying, drawing home. When people see the magnitude of the work that you have to put in this, and believe me, not saying this just from reading, saying this from experience. It's the only thing I can speak from is my own personal experience. I can't speak for anybody else's. But when, the, when you see the level of the magnitude of work that's involved, and you heard us say a million times on old shows, you can't bullshit your way through this path. You can't come in this circle. I don't care what you think you are or what you know. You can sit here and, and, and read every book on ancient Egypt and Africa and think you're a walking encyclopedia and think you're going to outwit somebody. That holds no weight in this circle. And it will get exposed because a real adept of the black arts has to show and prove their wisdom and power as a magician. Let me say that again. If I say to anybody here that practices this path, I would say to them, okay, you're an adept of the black arts. Demonstrate to me a magical act that shows your power and wisdom as a black adept. What would you be able to do? I can do it. I can do it. Okay. I'm just, but but before you jump to conclusions, (laughs) I'm saying sort it out in your mind. Let Let me rephrase that question. Because I'm not talking on a mundane, I'm not, let me rephrase this. I'm not talking about some elaborate ritualistic working. That's not what I'm saying. Let me rephrase the question. All right. I know. If I said to somebody, if they walked in the circle of the adepts or, you know, black magicians, whatever, and they said, yes, you know, I'm on this path. I, I am an adept of the black arts. I say, all right, cool, brother. Cool, sister. All right. Demonstrate to me something that shows forth and proves your power and wisdom as a black adept. And I'm not talking about a, just a, a, a working or a ritualistic ritual. That's something you've got to really think about. It's not really you're making a mistake if you're rushing right to the surface and think there's a quick answer to that question because there's not. Think about that. I, and I'm not just saying that to uh, Smiley with the locks. I'm saying that because it struck something in me. I'm saying it to people listening that are on this path. I want, I want you to marinate on that until the next show. The mistake you can make is jumping to the conclusion and thinking it's a one sentence, two cents. Keep it to yourself. But I'm just saying, I'm doing that because that's what people do. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. And that's wrong. Let me also. Because I don't do that. You know, I don't even do that anymore. I don't. I just don't do that. I don't listen to nothing. Yeah. 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 Let me say this also as well. Um, When you do. Uh, as you said, the black adept. Uh, it definitely is not a ritualistic thing only because right. people think just because they wear a black robe, they have a wand, they do some deep, dark <laughs> incant- incantations and invoking, hail thou, and all this shit. That's not a black adept. That's just working a ritual. Anybody can right. do that. You could be a beginner and work a ritual. That's not the point because 
people do have a mistake that I'll give you an example. They think that okay, oh brother Ravanun or brother Beniti, oh yeah, they're they're working this. So they think when they first meet us that we're gonna have black fingernails, you know, uh, we're gonna we're gonna be wearing robes with black eyeshadow and eyeliner and shit like no, that. And that see, that's not a, a, most of the time a black adept. You won't even know that they're an adept. They it's like a regular motherfucker. Yeah, they don't advertise themselves. They don't wear the costumes that you think they should. That doesn't mean that they won't wear it when it's an occasion for it. But what I'm saying is they don't advertise. They don't walk around like that. They basically would not be known other than what their words, actions, and power will reveal. But, isn't that, is, but let me ask you a question. Is, isn't that how a true and living God or deity can move within circles and leave them circles and still be the actual true yep. and living God. <laughs> if you if yep. you understand what I'm saying, but real, exactly. real quick, that's why. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. That's why. That's why I go back and I'll take it to the nation of gods of earth. When they used to say years ago, even to today, show and prove. People used to get mad. They weren't challenging you. What they were saying, let's let's take this from the realm of spookism, the realm of, uh, you know, things that can't really be proven, and prove it in a physical sense. What can I understand in a physical sense? What can I show through actions in a physical sense that if I'm calling myself a god, I really am a god? Not just because I'm walking around saying. You know, peace, God, what's today's mathematics, or, you know, peace, God, uh, whatever. The point is, can I show and prove it by my actions, by my, you know, the way I carry myself? It, this is what I think in a, a black adepts are having difficulty understanding. You can text me, email me, Skype me a million times, tell me, oh, you know, I did this ritual. And, yo, this shit is this and this and this and that. I said, okay, that's great. But what are you doing? What are your actions? What is the wisdom you're getting from this that is empowering you? Because if you're still going through some shit, then that means you're still having to deal with basic shit issues that are keeping you from getting to that level. And until you deal with that shit, you really are not going to get to that level. So stop trying to race and catch up to other people and deal with your shit where you're at. Stop thinking right. that you're some hot, hot shit because you did this in the past. That's irrelevant <sighs> on this path. What is, what is, yeah, what is relevant is what is your working, the results of it, and what actions are coming out of it. That right. is the real work. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and to to push in the right direction, what I was meaning, and I'm just going to throw an example out there. And again, this is honestly, this is an exercise that I want people to think about leading, you know, later into a future show. What I'm, what I'm, when I, when I was using the example of a demonstration of power and wisdom, uh, uh, showing your power and wisdom as a black adept. Let me give you an example. So let's go, like for an example, um, let's just say Smiley Duak with the locks. What we what was your name? One of the what were you raised at spiritually? What was what was the religion you grew up as? Let's just use this for an example. Christian. All right, like be specific. What 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 branch of Christianity? Baptist. 
All right. Baptists have when you go to when you go to a, a a Baptist service, right? There's a structure to the service, right? There's a structure to a Catholic mass service, all right? Correct. So a demonstration of power was how, as a black adept, can you take that same service uh-huh. but rewrite it, redo it, but make it a working that deals with the concept of being a black adept. That would be a demonstration of power. That's easier said than done. I'm just saying. Uh, you could take an ancient text that might be religious in nature, a portion of it. How can you take that entire text and redo it, but demonstrate through that text in rewriting it your power and wisdom as a black adept? Do you understand what I'm getting at? I'm just pushing people in the right direction. Because... <laughs> That deals more with the – it eliminates all the physical things we just mentioned. So I'm not talking – that's why I was saying earlier I wasn't making reference to a physical elaborate ritual because, like Ravonu said, that's not the telltale point. We all can put on a ritualistic robe, you know, and, and whatever. That, that's part of it. But I'm saying from an actual point of wisdom – and wisdom is, again, showing by your words and actions to prove that wisdom, right? That's what wisdom is, wise words and wise, wise actions. How can you demonstrate your power and wisdom as an adept of the black arts? That's, that's, that's the question I would pose to people that are serious on this path. And look beyond the mundane. We're not, again, want to eliminate. Don't tell me you set up an altar and you put some black candles on there and you invoked some type of archetype because that's not a demonstration of being an adept of the black arts. That was that I just want so I'm pushing people in the right direction. So hopefully that sheds a little 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 clarity on that. All right. But other than that, anything else you got? Because we're gonna wrap this puppy up. It's about that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead and wrap it up. No, that's it. I'll leave All right. it there. All right. Well we appreciate it. And you are the last All right. caller. All right, peace. All right, that's going to wrap it up. I know we went a little bit over time. Uh, I didn't realize it was past the 11 hours, so we're going to go ahead and uh, wrap this up. Uh, so, Ravano, go ahead, man. All right. Uh, if you want to reach myself, Brother Ravana Noon, you can reach me at R-A-V-A-N-A-N-U-N at Outlook.com. That's Ravana Noon at Outlook.com. Or uh, you can also reach me at DarkOccultist99 at Outlook.com. Check out my videos on YouTube at DarkOccultist99. Peace. I appreciate it. Uh, and if you want to contact uh, myself, you can contact uh, me right here at the radio show. Uh, the email address here is khnum19 at gmail.com. That's khnum19 at gmail.com. You can also go to my YouTube page. Uh, that's Mother Nubia Inc. on YouTube. Uh, a couple hundred videos on there in relation to the topics we talk about here. You can also go to the Mother Nubia Inc. Google Plus page, which archives all the radio shows we do here. And there's a direct link right here to TalkShoe.com, straight into the archives, where you can catch uh, past shows that we have done. You can also go to our Facebook page, Awaken the Universal Minds, on Facebook. You can drop us a line there, uh, any comments, suggestions, or uh, possible future shows that you would like to see, feel free to contact us again either via email at uh, khnum19 at gmail.com or on Facebook. 
Um, and again, just a reminder, April 12th, which will be our next uh, show, we will have Dr. Edward Bruce Bynum on, and we'll be discussing his book, Dark Light Consciousness. And as I said uh, two times earlier, if you do not have the book, I recommend uh, in this next two-week period to get that book and, and definitely start to go through it. Uh, it's a tremendous book. It's got a lot of information in it, uh, and I think it will definitely push you in, in the right direction, regardless of what spiritual system you practice, it's, it, it'll definitely uh, guide you in the right direction. Um, so we'll be discussing his book on the 12th of April, um, and that'll be on at 9 o'clock. Um, so that will be our next show. We appreciate everybody tuning in, appreciate everybody listening, and hopefully in some shape, form, or fashion, the information that we've shared with you this evening uh, is able to aid and assist you on your journey to self-mastery. Peace. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.